two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week, my bro, Sarge. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much, man. Gamers don't die, we respawn. I, uh, I got my hair cut today. Oh, was that an adventure? It was a little bit. It was like going on a quest. <laughs> I had to make a phone call. Okay. And then I, I had to get a, I had to get an address. Then I had to confirm it was me. Then I was given a code. Then I had to look up the address. Then I used the code to get into the into the into the neighborhood. Okay. And then I was I was flagged down by the person, told where to park. Okay. And then I was all for ster- the prize of the gold. <laughs> I was I was sterilized. Uh, I was wore gloves. I didn't wear the I didn't wear the mask. She wore a mask. And then she cut my hair. It was interesting. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Now, now frame of reference, though, this, was, of course, wasn't a total stranger's house I was going to. That I went all through this with. Right, this is someone you this knew. Is, this is this is yeah. somebody I knew. Yeah. 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 I feel like the other day, I've been shopping for the last couple of weeks, right? I go about once to twice a week for the last three weeks, right? This last time I went, I was like, I'm going to go in and out real quick to the store. Right, and I was like, "All right." I told my wife I'm going shopping. She's like, "Oh, hold on, I have a list." And I'm like, "Oh, damn it!" I was like, "Cause I just want to go in, grab what I need, and, and leave." Right. This is the first time I wore a mask. Now, I don't have one of. The, I had a mask, but I didn't wear that mask. I wore a. I had this thing called um. A, it's like a bullfrog thing. It, you wrap it around your neck, and then you can just pull it and like. You look like a, like you're robbing a bank, right? You just you just pull it up real fast, right? And I walk in, I would say about 60%, 70% of the population in the in the shopping plaza or in the, in the shopping center were wearing masks and, 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 and whatnot. I had rubber gloves on the first, this is my first time I had gloves on, right? First time I had a mask on. I'm like holding my breath when I walk past people. I'm like, it just very, I know, I know it means nothing. You're, you're, you're yeah, yeah, I know it means absolutely nothing. Now, my wife, she's smart and she wrote everything down on the path of the supermarket, right? She's like, if you're starting on this side, go here first, and then you know what you're doing, right? Well, then there's wrenches thrown into there because you walk about to go down one aisle, and there's like three people, and you're like, oh, no, no, I, I can't go down that aisle. There's too many people already, right? There's no way you can keep six-foot distance because you have to pass each other, right? Which is less than two feet, right? So, <laughs> so... I'm like, no, can't do that. So I went down the next aisle and started shopping. And then I had to come back. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the thing longer. And we ordered subs ahead of time, right? So we didn't have to wait. And I get there, and they're not done. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the shopping. I'm in the store longer than I need to be. I'm, like, freaking out. And then by the time I leave, the, the which is funny because the person that was bagging my groceries is one of those people that just doesn't give a shit, right? Just like. Like, doesn't care about anything. Doesn't care if it gets sick. Doesn't care if they... Whatever, right? And I'm just like, oh, did they wash their hands? I don't know if they wash their hands. 
So I'm like, okay, and I have these bags, and I'm like, do I get rid of these bags before I get to my car? Because now if I take these bags and they're contaminated, I put them in my in my truck. Like my brain is all, you know, do you know what I'm saying? It's absolutely nuts. Anyway, it's always an adventure now when it, you, you go out into the public world. Like I'm getting a donut. And cancer. Can I can I get a uh, a Boston cream, please? I can't hear you. What did you say? A, a Boston a, a Boston cream, uh, sir? I can't understand you. And then I, I pull up to the window, and you don't know if you're giving them money or if they're just going to hand you money because they don't know if you're robbing the place because everyone's wearing a mask, mm. right? So that's that's the the world we're living in right now. So welcome to Generation X Gaming weekly podcast. It goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. If you type in Generation X Gaming Podcast in Google, we are all the search engines except for like one. So... Find us on whatever platform you like. We're on like 20 different audio formats uh, out there, but I just named the top ones, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit us up on Anchor.fm, Generation X Gaming. As little as 99 cents, you can help us out with this podcast. Uh, and you can also leave voicemail messages and stuff uh, for the topics and parts of the show that we do. I also do a GXG micro episode that comes out every single day. Today is day 100 of 2020 i know that because i've done an episode every single day okay of the year so check those out on itunes google play spotify and anchor.fm also if you want to catch the past broadcast of this you can go to youtube.com slash 30 and still gaming or come live on mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming thursdays at 8 p.m eastern sharp all right so on today's show we're going to be talking about games we've been playing things we've been doing uh, we're going to be talking about Destiny. We have a couple of uh, news stories on, on Destiny. We're going to be talking about Disney, Disney Plus. We're going to be talking about the new PlayStation 5 controller. We're going to be talking about Fallout 76. We're going to be talking about AMC going in and out of business, maybe. Uh, and a couple of other stories uh, throughout. And rants. Plenty of rants. Uh, so, you've been playing anything new, Sarge, as of late? I mean, well, I, we all new, have time. New to the world or no. new to me? New to you. New to you. New to me. Okay, so as I said, uh, I had purchased uh, the Bard's Tale Trilogy for $7.48. Whoa, broke on, the bank. On, on the game store. Yeah. Okay. And um, I'm actually enjoying it. it I'm, I'm, I've, I played, I'm playing from scratch because I, I couldn't remember. First of all, I couldn't remember the name of my party when I was 10. Imagine that. I only remember two characters that I remember I named them, and they were both wizard characters. And I'm, I'm really enjoying playing this game because it, it's reminding me of what it was when I first started playing games on the PC. And I'm playing it on console right now because I got it for $7.48. But they've, the, the UI for the controller actually works out really well. It's pretty fast. You can go through the, the, the commands really quickly. Um, what I'm finding out is... And I know, once again, not a lot of people are going to understand this, but only some will. But you have to remember that the the maps of the dungeons and the game itself is basically on grid paper. It was a three. It was like a two dimensional game, but done with a three D uh, porthole window on the left hand side. I'm trying. I'm trying to look it up on YouTube right now, just so we can get a, a visual. And, and and basically, what it is is you have a window on the left showing you where you are. The, the window below on the bottom half of the screen as the name of your characters with their statistics and the top right window tell me tell me uh, if this is it Sarge. If, if, if this is what on, you... on the top right window is what's happening in the room that's it okay yeah that's it 
right? So now you have to picture this. You're playing this right now. Yeah. yeah. My right. brain, I'm already over it. I look at this for a second and I'm like, I'm over it. But this, this is what I'm saying. Not everybody, not everyone's going to understand this, right? There's a certain population that, that will understand this. So, <clears throat> the games are done on a, on a grid, on a grid map, uh, one to I think 21 or 24, I believe what it is. So 24 up and 24 across. So if you're picturing and looking down, if you're picturing looking down on it, it's graph paper, right? So right. back in the day, back in the day, you had to actually map out where you were. That's how you learned the map of the dungeon, and you had to mark stuff down. Okay. Now in this version, the revamped version, they give you an option. Bless you. They give you they give you an option where it auto maps for you, which I think is fucking incredible. All you have to do is walk around and it maps out everything that you're seeing in two squares around you. It maps out the whole game. So that's like a huge time saver, right? The idea, of course, is it's a grind fest game. You start off as a peon, right? And uh, you're, you're supposed to explore, find the find the clues, put the clues together, write them down. And you're basically leveling up your team of guys. You die a lot in the beginning. The game the game shows no mercy, right? If you go into an area where you shouldn't be there, you'll know right away. And trying to get out of that area before your party dies is 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 incredibly hard. If you if you start losing people, the way the game is structured is the first four spaces can do melee combat, and the last three spaces are range combat. So when you're fighting guys, you're basically your first four slots are your meat shields. And you have your powerful wizards in the back. They start off as pansies, but as the game progresses, they get more and more strong. All right, so they get stronger, and then they're able to deal damage from the back from the back row while your meat shields take the damage. And so that's basically the the story of the game, uh, mechanic wise. The story of the game is is a mad wizard lives in a tower, a bunch of, of evil, in the, yeah. bunch of evil in the world. The town's going to hell. It's in the middle of winter, and people are dying. Oh, there's there's the grid. I see it now. Yeah. So this is what I'm playing. Now, there's three of these games. There's Bard's Tale 1, 2, and 3. And the, the part that always got me back then was... Is number three still look like this? It's, it's Legacy. It, they improve a little bit each one. I mean, that's remastered. It looks a lot better there. But what ends up happening is you have a Legacy, you have a legacy characters, which means if I finish the first game, I can transfer my guys to the second game. And oh, I finish that cool. game, yeah. and I can transfer my guys to the third game. And so basically, it's like this elongated story about your guys, you know, if they live or die. I mean, if you want, if, if someone dies, you don't have to bring them back. You can actually make it to where they die, and you have to make a new character type of thing. But then you have to grind. Again, I know right. this sounds You're... this sounds overly complicated, but here's, here's it sounds it me. sounds awesome to be honest. No, it sounds awful for some people. Here's here's the part that got me though, right? As I'm walking through the dungeon, right, and I'm playing legacy version, and when you play legacy version, it doesn't auto map. It's not auto mapping, right? So I'm playing old school, right? But what I'm finding out is... Do you have graph paper next to you? Nope, nope. What I'm finding out is, is I do baby steps, and as I'm going through the dungeon, my brain is actually remembering where I am in this dungeon. And the That's longer good. I yeah, play, you're, you're visualizing it in your actual brain. Right. Yeah, yeah. The longer you play, the more you memorize where you should go, where, what things are where. Now, all the walls look the same. The walls look the same. The doors look the same. But you have a feeling of being there and remembering where you are in relation to where the starting point was. And so the longer you play, the more you remember. Right. So by the time you finish, finish with this fucking game, you've got like a mental picture in your brain of all the dungeons you've been in. And then when you go into the dungeon, you can just walk to wherever you want to go because 
it's amazing. Your brain actually remembers yeah. it. Instead of you just looking at shit and being told where to go the entire right. here's, time. Here's the point. Go here. Right. right. I don't know where to go. Like I said, we I've talked about this before on the, on the, on the podcast about Skyrim. Skyrim, without the dot to tell you where to go, is like a 3,000-hour game. All right? Easy. Because you wouldn't know where the town is or where to go. But that's why the game is long. Because you right. have to... Right. If you're not mapping it, you have, you have to fucking map. You had to write <laughs> right. down where the... Now, right. here's, and here's you're the make... part that... All right. Here's the part that screwed people over, right? The automap's great, right? But in the original game, there are tiles inside the dungeons that go black that make everything black so you can't see where you're going, right? And then you have to recast the, or use a torch to see again. And there are tiles that spin you randomly. So not only do you have to map it out, but you have to figure out where you are in relation to when you step on the traps, they spin you around so you can't tell which direction you're actually facing. So in order to make a map back then was hours. Hours and hours and hours of trying to figure out where the fuck you are in the dark with spinning tiles and traps. <laughs> and by the way, if you died... Right. Yeah. Start over. You you can only you can only save at the you can only save at the guild house, right? The bar, basically the tavern, right? So if I'm playing two hours and I'm in the dungeon and I'm really deep, and the things start to go wrong, I lose my lead guy. Now my my other guy gets wounded. My other guy gets poisoned. And my wizard's down and I can't cure the poison. And I'm walking around with a poison dude and a dead dude. And then stuff is still attacking me and I'm being whittled down slowly. And now my whole mission is to get out of this fucking dungeon, right? And if you don't have a powerful enough wizard, you can't teleport out. You got to walk. And so walking out while being attacked and dwindling down means that you could die. And if you die, you lose progress. Right. Whatever you did from the last time you saved. Now, of course, in the new version, they don't want to make everyone angry for seven dollars and forty eight cents. So <laughs> so you can save anywhere. Whatever right. you want. Do the reload things. So you don't have to worry. And they about put, they it. pussified it. Right, they pussified it. But right. now I, I get it. People don't have the patience enough to do that kind of thing anymore. But it just made me feel like I was when I was ten and I played this fucking game. Yeah. Okay? No, no, it's it's that's that's what I've been playing. While you're explaining it to me, and now I'm looking at it, it almost feels like when we were kids and we would make our own adventure, like in the house, and pretend like a room was a dungeon and we were like going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. what it reminds me of. Yeah. Right? Personally. I would love to not play this. Game. I would love to not play this. But my brain... Doesn't do it. I'm not at the point where I'm like... Society today, where I'm just like... Nope, I'm not going to give that time. I, I try to go back. Perfect example. I played River City Ransom on the Nintendo Switch. I downloaded the Nintendo old, old school emulator app, whatever. Great which is from Nintendo. And I saw it and I was, like, I was like... Wait a minute, this is River City Ransom. Which I've always referenced because... It's way ahead of its time. Of, of a game in that right magnitude, then. right, back then, right? And I was like, oh, man, you used to go to shops, and you would you would buy soups that would give you health, and you would buy food and different things to give you buffs. And this is why I've always talked about video games. I was like, if you're going to put something in the game, it has to have a point, right? And River City Ransom had that point. People dropped coins, you picked up those coins, you went to a shop, you bought the food... You you could you eat you know what I mean it gave you it it, it did stuff now there's games like yeah you could you get food but you eat it doesn't do anything like you have a automatic your health goes back up or regeneration over time and all this stuff anyway I was playing River City Ransom I I would say I played it for about forty five minutes okay forty five minutes and then I was like nah I'm good it was good seeing it it was like it was like seeing an old friend you, you, it was great seeing you. 
but I can go another ten years or fifteen years without seeing you again. It's lovely because seeing you. Because you don't you don't have the patience. Your brain can't wrap around what it is anymore because it, it it's not it's not engaging enough for people. Because you, you, it's like it's been there, done that type of thing. But it, it's nice to be, it's nice to be put back in that place, and you right. start to reminisce about what it took to actually win this game. Right. Like, what did you have to do to win this game? Yeah. No, I and I, I do like older games, but at the same time, just like, eh, I just can't. I like the progression, right? So another game I was playing, I was playing Mario Odyssey with my son. This is a fun game, right? Now I've never played it. I dabbled in it very little in the in the um, in the amount of time we've had it. We've had this switch since December. I play I I played Breath of the Wild, still haven't finished it. Dabbled in Mario Odyssey, but my son plays Mario Odyssey. But he just runs around. He like knows the things and where to go, but he can't figure out how to get the moons. The moons you need a certain amount of moons to get into your Odyssey, and your Odyssey gets to travel to the next board. So he's like, Dad, you want to play with me? And I'm like, Yeah, sure, I'll play with you. And I thought like I'm gonna play, and he's gonna watch me play. No, he's like, no, you can play with me. It's a two-player game. He's like, here, you control Mario, and I'll control Cappy. And I'm like, who? He's like, Cappy. I'm like, oh, the hat. He's like, no, his name's Cappy. And I'm like, all right, all right, fine. So we started playing, and it, it comes back to me, like riding a bike. I'm playing a Mario game, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I know how to get to that moon. You just take that, get on this bullet, and the bullet will break the thing, and I get the... He's like, how did you know that? I was like, I know it because I've played games for, like... 35 years, 37 years, right? So he was he was like, oh, this is so cool. So we started playing, and then I started realizing that he's the hat, right? So I can push the button, but it only makes the hat go out real fast. He's the hat where he can throw the controller, not literally, but he flicks the controller with his wrist, and the hat flies off, and he can control the hat, and he can like follow me like a companion, okay? And I'm like... I need you on my head. I need to jump up because he can go underneath you and you can bounce off him and get up higher and stuff. So imagine I'm playing with a five-year-old. Okay. I've been playing games all my whole life. I'm trying to get across a, a gorge or something and I'm trying to teach my son. I'm like, all right, come over, come, come over here, get on my head. I need you. I'm going to jump and then you need to hit the button and then I need to, to, to jump across 20 minutes later. I'm like, I right, just, just get underneath me. I was like, just, just hit the button. Just, that just get it. Like, that sounds like torture, right? Well, it was. That's like, that's like playing with one hand. It, it was, <clears throat> but when we did it, a light bulb went off in his head. He was like, "Oh," he's like, "I get it." So then we started going around, and I'm like, "There's a gap," and he hit it perfectly every single time, and we got across. I was like, "Oh, this is great." Then we got to our boss fight, right? We got a, we got to a boss fight, and you know. Mario, you have to hit him like three times, right? Boss type fight. But you have to figure out what it is. Well, again, he's the weapon, and I'm the guy running around. Okay, so I'm like running around, I'm like, all right, you got, you got to throw, you got to throw the hat. He's like, no, it's Cappy. I'm like, all right, throw Cappy. You got to throw Cappy. All right, and and trying to trying to hit the boss. I was like, and then we have to hit him on the head because you always have to hit a Mario guy on the on the head, right? He's like, questions matter, right? And he's like, how do you know this? And I'm like, I know this because that's how every Mario game has ever been, right? So. We started getting in the rhythm, okay? And there's, like, different mechanics. Like, one of these bosses was, like, spewing this, like, purple goo around in the circle. We were in a circle, and I'm running around, and it keeps getting wider. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? And then he flicked the controller, and then wherever the hat goes, it leaves a path for me to walk, right? And I'm like, oh. And then when I was trying to figure it out, I was like, okay, I get it. He had to clear a path to get to the boss, and then I had to jump on that on, on the head. And then, you know, obviously after the first round, then a different mechanic happens. 
and then you have to try to figure it out again, so on and so forth. It was rage-inducing in the beginning, but at the end, I loved it. It's, reward, I, it's rewarding. I loved playing... It's rewarding that your five-year-old yes, son yes. can help you complete a level in the game because his auto-responses, auto when he learns how to do Cappy's movements, yes. that he knows when to do them. Yes. That's called cognitive recognition. It's awesome. So so then we got to Bowser, which wasn't the end boss Bowser. It was like a mid-ground Bowser fight or whatever. And he throws his hat off and throws a white hat at you. And I was like, okay, trying to figure it out. Because then I was like, what do we do? Because he just You didn't hitting. look it up? You didn't Google it, bro? No, didn't Google anything. Try to figure this shit out. So then when he throws the white hat, I was like, all right, throw yourself at the hat. And it hit the hat, and the hat flips over, and then you have to jump in the hat, and then you put the hat on, and the hat's got boxing gloves on. And then you have to dodge fire, okay, and things that Bowser's throwing at you to get close enough to start punching him with the hat, okay? That's a lot That's a lot harder than dumping on his head three times, bro. Yeah, that's a lot harder, especially, when, lot the, harder. especially when the five-year-old's controlling the, the active ability to hit, right? So then the second round, he throws four hats at you, three purples and a white. And you have to start dodging and moving all around this stuff. And I'm like, okay, hit the purple, and then we have to hit the white. And it's all timing, right? You have to try to hit the stuff. Well, the purple ones every once in a while drop health if you're if you're hurt, and then so on and so forth. It took us about 20, 30 minutes to figure it out. It felt like it felt like forever, to be honest with you. It felt like forever. I was like, all I could picture was the guy from from Sandlot, and going forever, forever. And I was just like, I was like. I, I had to stop, and I went. I was like, I turned to him, and I go, "Listen, you gotta work with me." I was like, "Dad can't play with you if you're not gonna play the game." I was like, "I understand you're learning." I was like, "But I'm telling you what to do, and you're just flicking your wrist. You're just doing this, right?" So the hat's just, the hat's just going all over the place, right? And I'm like, "I really need you to be on my side. We're working together as a team, right?" So at the end of the day, but see, what you're, but this is the difference. See, you're looking for. The cookie. You're looking for the win. Yeah. Because you want to complete it. Yes. Because he's just he's having 30 years. Yes, he's just it. having fun. He is just playing it to have fun. And yeah. that's what's missing from yeah. most of our lives when you're just trying to enjoy a game instead of just looking at the answer. I want the quick fix. Yes. I want the answer. I want to finish. I want to win. And instead of just being in the game, having fun with it, this and is, learning it as you play. This is why I like Nintendo games, Mario games, and stuff like that, because you figure out, it's like a puzzle. But the funny part was, at the end of the day, my wife comes home, and she's like, because my wife's still working during all this, because she works in the food uh, field. So, uh, she comes home, and she's like, so what'd you guys do today? Because obviously I'm supposed to teach them schoolwork. Okay? Well, we did like a five-hour session of Mario Odyssey. Okay? Because I told this story. Teaching how to work together. Well, but yeah, yeah. I said, I go. Today's lesson was cooperative, right? I was like sharing, and and working as a team, yeah. right? And then he and she goes, "Oh, what'd you guys work on?" And he's like, "We did we play Mario Odyssey." I was like, "I was like, come on now." <laughs> I was like, I was like, but that's what it was. We did it. We did a we did an exercise. He he likes playing. Today he wanted me to play again, but I have to get ready for the show and look up a, a bunch of news stories and stuff. But I'm really enjoying Mario Odyssey with my with with my son. Um, yeah, but as you know, imagine him. Imagine him by the time he's like six or seven. Oh, he's gonna be how, how ridiculously insane he'll be with moving things around. He's he's insane now. Now I, it's it's yeah. unbelievable. Okay, obviously some people are like, hey, my son's good too, and I get it, it's my son, right? Your kid's always the best. He's I'm good at games. He's five, and he's good at games, 
right? Like, by the time he's 10, he could be like the Wiz, right? The movie where the kid was just like... But the Wiz like, was autistic. No, I understand that. I think my kid's a little autistic as well, right? So, like, he has his, he has these... He, he just sees it. Like, he just... Once he knows something, like when the light bulb went off in his head, when he was just chucking the thing over and over, and I was just like, I was like, I just need to get over that gap. I just need you to get underneath my feet. He didn't understand until he did it. And when he did it, now he's like problem solving, whatever. He's like, he's like, oh, and he, oh, he just does it. He's like underneath my feet. So I'm like, it's like we're communicating without even talking now, right? He yep. knows that I'm going to go over a gap and he knows, oh, there you go, boom, right? And he's happy about it. He, he likes figuring this stuff out. His Minecraft village is insane. He does these redstone creations, and I'm like, how? I, got, I was I, got I was though. 20. I've been playing Minecraft. Yeah. I don't understand how redstone works. I was 30. Well, I'm I sorry, still, 29. I don't understand the the intricacies of how redstone actually works in that game. It, on and off. That's that's basically. Yeah, it. I get it. I get it's a zero and a one, but I it, my brain does not comprehend. Well, I'll have how to lay it how I'll lay it down properly. I will I will have game. your nephew teach you how to do it because he has doors that open and close, and he has things and things. He, but see, that's 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 what's good about games like that. Is well, that's why Minecraft's the best game. A learning process to figure things out, and it's rewarding, and it lets you go to the next level and how to use that item, I, how to use this item. I am more excited, okay, more than Cyberpunk 2077, more than the next Destiny, more than whatever else. I'm excited for Minecraft Dungeons. I'm telling you right now, when my son sees this thing, he's going to lose his mind, okay? And I'm going to lose my mind because... We're playing Diablo. We're playing Diablo in Minecraft world, okay? And then he's going to learn, okay? He's going to learn. This will be his first dungeon crawler game, right? Okay. Right. And I remember my first dungeon crawler game, which is Gauntlet, right? That's that's basically what it was, oh, right? That quarter muncher, yeah. Right. I love I love Gauntlet. Okay. Yep. He gets to play Minecraft, and he knows Minecraft because he loves Minecraft, and it's it's in the realm. So he already knows the characters, right? He already knows what the stuff is. Okay. That that's what I love. That's my, one of my most excited games. I was I was upset when they told me it was delayed till May, and I was like I was like, oh come on, I want to play something, right? And that's what I was looking forward to. But I'm really excited for for Minecraft uh, Minecraft Dungeons. What else, uh, Sarge? Have you been playing anything else? Uh, besides besides that, <clears throat> I'm bouncing between Division Two. That I'm enjoying myself State in Division the, Two. Of the K Two. I think I'm on this kick of pandemics. Yeah, I wonder why. So, I'm doing Division Two and State of Decay into the World thing, um, and there was another game I was bouncing around. There was one other game I was playing. Oh man, what? Oh, Wasteland Two. Oh right, right. You you got Wasteland. Because Wasteland Three is about uh, Wasteland Three is about to come out. So that comes out in the summertime, correct? I believe. Yeah, recently. It's it's coming out soon. It's soon enough. I I'm on a kick right now where I I jump back into No Man's Sky because they did another update again. Right now, No Man's Sky is probably the best comeback story ever, okay, of video games. Well, which one? No, which one? No Man's Sky. Oh. All right. They just came out with a mech update, okay? Well, now you can build a mech, right? And then it walks around, jumps just like you, but now you don't have to worry about... Um, the environment? Uh, the environment killing you every five seconds, right? It's a little clunky when is, it is, works. Isn't that, is that the point of you getting the extra shielding for your armor and the, for your suit? Is that the whole point of... of of grinding for that, yeah, now yeah, you no. Just get the mech suit and well, no, you and still save have. Yourself oh no, it? see, I got the mech suit really fast because I'm resource rich, right? Because you're a hoarder. Well, no, I'm resource rich. I've been playing the game for hundreds of hours, right? So I, I, I know what I needed, 
right? And I also beat the game the other day by going to the center of the galaxy. And then it shot me into a new galaxy. And then your ship's broke, and then you have to fix it again, and you start over again, right? Um, <clears throat> I'm having fun with it, but there's just something about No Man's Sky, right? And we look at No... I want to say this, and I'm going to look back at Sean Murray saying... Like he's like, it's just independent. It's it's just a solo game. It's not about multiplayer. And it's exactly right, right? Because Brain comes and joins me every once in a while, right? And we play together, but we don't really play together. Even though No Man's Sky is talking about stuff, you know, but you're not real near each other. You're talking about yeah, the yeah, we're that just you're doing or right. And I said this a long time ago. I said No Man's Sky is if you're playing No Man's Sky and I'm playing No Man's Sky and you're on a planet, I'm on a planet. You can just be in an Xbox party. Technically, we're not in the same galaxy, but it feels like we are because we're both playing the same game, right? That's exactly what it feels like now when you play with somebody, right? Yeah, they can they show up and stuff like but that, but it's not really a multiplayer game. We're still looking for a perfect planet, okay? Some people were lucky enough to find a planet where they're, they're making a base on, and then other people are still looking for it. I've been to hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of planets... Okay, and I have yet to find a planet that I can call home. Right, and that's that's the whole goal. I literally left one galaxy and got to the next one to look to see if I could find another planet that I can actually call home. Every planet wants to kill you. Okay, and I'm not talking about the things on the planet. I'm talking about the planet itself: acid rain, no oxygen, uh, hotness, cold, all this stuff. It's just like I I, I found a planet. That was perfect, but you can't put a base there because I think it's one of the, like, beta planets. Like, they, like you can show up for a mission there, but you, you can't save there, right? And I was like, oh, that's, that's a, that's a... Well, do you think maybe, you think maybe it's done that way on purpose so you don't put roots in? You, you, you're constantly moving from planet to planet. That's why they make you do it that way? Yeah, I guess. If anybody found, if you found a planet that had everything you needed, you then move. why travel? Yeah, you wouldn't move. Yeah, but that's but that's fine. You don't have to travel because some people play the game to farm. Some people play a game to explore. Some people play the game to be a pirate. Some people play. I mean, can you can you can you actually make like a little? If you had enough resources, can you actually make a town. Like a, you could a to make a town. Yeah, you could you could, but it it all depends on like an outpost. Like people recognize that's your outpost, and you oh yeah you, you have traders come there, and then you have a bunch of crap. There. Um yeah, you can have ships. When you put a landing pad, people come and visit you, like NPCs, and they'll trade with your with your actual hub if you have a, a store there. Um, but as far as if there's too many people, at least on console, if there's too many people on a planet, it's like, uh, uh, it, it starts to, it starts to bog down. It's bogged down. I was on my own planet with nobody else. And I built this like giant hotel eh? and I built this whole thing and it started dropping frames like crazy. And I was just like, that's uh, sad. Yeah, it, I guess we'll have to wait for the Xbox X. What, Series uh, X. Right. It'll, it'll run better. Which is amazing to me. Cause like, there's a game like, uh, star citizen that has, millions of other elements in the game and it doesn't it doesn't bog down but yet this bogs down you you do know that's gonna be the greatest game of all time right you know that right is it though i mean it is it is because it's it's close to it right now well here well i'm gonna, I'm gonna let's this wasn't part of the show but i'm gonna i'm gonna beg to differ i think the greatest scam of all time okay is destiny I think the greatest scam of all time is uh, Destiny. It's different. It's different. It's different. We, this is this is a whole show right now. This is. Like, I know it what, is. What you just said. I know. What you just said and what I just said is an entire show all to itself. So we'll, we'll stop right there. We'll, we'll put a pin in it. Put put a pin in that. And no, we'll no, we'll do that as a separate I, show. I have to disagree with you because a scam entails certain things, right? Destiny, not a scam. I will say 
They shipped Destiny, it. Uh, they shipped Destiny it one way is, and then changed it completely the other direction. I, I understand, but Destiny is still one of the greatest testing betas ever. Oh yeah, I will, I will say that. Yeah, scam. Mm. Well, hard to hard to solidify that. All right, push. Let's push on. <laughs> let's push on. <clears throat> All right. So other than the that other than No Man's Sky, I started playing Farm Simulator again. Okay. Um, Farm Simulator to me, I. Look, I, I like playing State of Decay. I like playing Division. I like playing Destiny. I like playing the shooting games. I like playing Battlefield Five and Battlefront and all these other games. No Man's Sky is like a hybrid of like casual slash farming slash exploration. And then there's Farm Simulator, where you're just a fucking farmer. And yesterday I started a farm and I only had three fields. It, only took, me, it took me four hours to establish myself. I didn't have any cheats or money glitch or anything like that. Start a field. I want to have cattle and chickens. And before I can get to that point, I have to buy the fields, farm so, the fields. Yeah, right. Sow the fields yeah. to the point where they can actually put grass. Right. Now, now I'm getting enough resources. So I have three fields. They each produce about $16,000 every day. Right. Once I go through the whole cycle of harvesting and, it, and, and picking it to, up. Do you, are you alternating crops? So you don't, it doesn't drain the field. Do you do that in like reality? Like one year it's corn, next year you next can, time it's wheat. Yeah, Otherwise no, it, it degrades the soil. Is that you can that you can do that? I don't have that on. You could do like super realistic stuff, but I have it where I just do wheat. I'm just doing wheat uh, because I'm trying to build up enough money. Because instead of buying like I know this is boring for some people, but uh, you could put canola field right, and the canola goes for let's say because it changes to the stock market in the game with the with the the grading of it. So it's like $1,200 for canola. But if you get hay or wheat, wheat only sells for like six to 700. But at the same time, I'm also getting about another $2,000 from bar barrels of, um, uh, barrels of hay that I, so I wipe the field, get the grain, sell the grain, make it into a, to rows of grain, make those into barrel to, to hay bays barrels, and then sell those on top. So in the long run, it's more work, but I'm making more money per field, right? Instead of just selling the canola for twelve hundred, I'm now selling it for like two thousand because I'm selling the bale, bales on top. So I'm trying to build this up now, okay? Because I want to, I want to bring in cows. And then start. The guy came into my stream yesterday. He's like, I'm on a, I'm on a board right now that I started. He's got seven hundred and eighty cows. And I was just thinking about. That. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of food to give to that many cows because the the cows actually take a lot you have to feed them a mixture uh, uh of mtr which is a mix of hay and grass and stuff like that you have to feed them grass you have to feed them straw you have to have straw for clean you have to give them water you have to give them all this stuff and it takes a really long time to do that so sort of like doing your chores in destiny by doing the bounties you, you turn on farm simulator you're like okay what do i have to do all right well great i have to go chop the field of grass then i gotta tender the grass then i gotta flip the grass then i gotta uh, I gotta pick up the grass. Gotta take the bay, the the hail bays, uh, hay bales, right, and then put them on the on a truck. And it's not like they automatically get put on a truck. Okay, you have to physically take a forklift and put them on the truck, and then take that truck and move it to the thing. So it takes a. It's a job. Yeah, it's a it's, it's, it's a job. It's a job. It's exactly right. But it's fun. But it's very relaxing. It is. It is very relaxing and fun. It's very yeah. relaxing. I'm just. Yeah. I'm being a farmer. <laughs> right. Harness the meta exactly. Right. So. I, I I like oh it's methane yeah I like I like the um I just like the feel of, of playing farm simulator I wish we had a group that we come come on together and play 
But I know most of the people that watch me wouldn't play that type of game because they're like, it's it's fucking farming, right? But I, there's something about it. I just like those type of games, like the truck simulator game, uh, the park building game. I just I just like those type of games. Not all the time though, right? I, I like them in, in a periodic time where it just kind of just brings my stress down. It's fucking stressful right now, right? And and that game, I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stress out if I if my field doesn't get harvested at a time i'm just gonna be like eh, whatever i'm waiting i'm uh, first of all I, I i find it funny that they're, they're they're counting people being in their house for two or three weeks as it's going to be mentally stressing and people are going to freak out and start killing themselves or have mental disorders that's now. every streamer youtuber right. on the planet yeah so when when is the advertising going to come out instead of doing like meditations it just it's time to masturbate people it's time to go back to our roots and just rub one out for your mental well-being because otherwise <laughs> everyone is just can't sleep, hangry, m crazy, can't get out of the house. Just everyone calm down. Everybody calm down. It's going to be okay. Take your pill. Relax. <clears throat> the thing about the uh, – I just saw Bunny's comment. The thing about that game, which started right about the scam, it's thousands of dollars, real money, for like a ship in the game, which is crazy. Again, there's the pin. We'll talk about that another time. Please, next show. All right, so let's go on to the first story, right? Since we were talking about, uh, let's talk about Destiny first, right? Let's talk about Destiny first. Um, so right now, there's people complaining because there's no content in Destiny, right? There's no content in Destiny, and people are upset about it. So basically, this article from Game Rant says, original Destiny content that still is absent to this day from D1. Now, me and you both were okay if they brought D1 stuff to D2, but they decided to blow up D1, right? And then reinsert it no, let, into no, D2. No, let's 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 put the timeline in order, okay? We said just bring D1 to D2. Correct. Everyone said no, we need to move on. Then we said That's true. Well, if we're going to blow it up and make your own new thing in D2, Rest assured, they're going to bring back things from D1 Wait. to keep it busy because they can't maintain. Right. Everyone said, fuck you, 30 and Sarge. That's not going to happen. Right. And two and a half years later, we're still filtering stuff from D1 to D2 as content. Continue, please. Right. So that they, they charge you. So this article goes into saying that what's missing from it is exotic weapons. Now, a lot of people hate the fact that they're bringing gear from D1 into D2, and they hate it because, well, you have to pay for content, right? You're paying 10 bucks or $30 for the expansion, and they bring back a gun. Well, these people are like, well, if you're going to do it, and there's no content in the game right now to get certain guns, why don't you put these guns in? There's literally 41 guns, 41 exotic weapons from the Dark Drinker, Dragon's Breath, uh, the First Curse, Galahorn, Hawk Moon, Icebreaker... Necrochasm, No Land Beyond, No Time to Explain. All these guns that are not in the game, right? And yet, they're like, well, just, we just don't have time to make these guns and make this stuff. And it's like, it blows my mind because if I recall, I'm playing on the Xbox One, okay? I played D1 on the Xbox One. I played D1 from Shadowkeep and Rise of Iron on Xbox One, meaning the graphics and stuff that were there were already ported over to the Xbox One, and I'm assuming also the PlayStation 4, okay? Why would it take them so long to bring, just as an example, one of these guns 
over to Destiny 2 when it's already an asset in this system, this current system that we have, it's already there, right? The Cosmodrome is already created in the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, okay? You don't have to revamp anything. You can literally just bring it in and just drop it for a month. Be like, oh, we're going back to the Cosmodrome. There you go. We already have that asset. Bam, right? So this is one thing, right? So 41 pieces of gear of guns that are not in there. There's an additional 40 pieces of armor, that are not in the game right now, okay? That used to be in the game from vendors and such, okay? There's no factions, right? There's literally guys in the tower right now, three factions, Future War Cult, okay? Um, uh, Dead Orbit, and I can't remember the last one. What's the last one? I forgot I forgot the last one. Future War Cult? I got that. Dead Orbit? Yeah. You're talking about the hunters. No, what's the red? What's the red one? I can't, I can't remember. I can't. Oh, the warlock. Uh, sorry, no, uh, new anarchy. New anarchy, right? So, these guys are still in the tower, yet they they hold no purpose whatsoever, right? If it's because they don't want to pay the voice I like, actors. I like I like new anarchy. I'm a dead orbit guy myself. Crucible maps. Okay, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one maps of PvP maps that are not in circulation or in right. the game at all right now. Just not there. Just not there, right? Why? But yet, they bring back Trials, and they're like, we're bringing back three maps. And everyone's like, oh, yeah! And they're all maps that were in D1, right? So, it just boggles my mind why Destiny is doing such the, the stuff that they're doing. I just don't get it. Also, a thing that they used to do is that when you turned in stuff, okay, you would be able to, at the, at the vendor's, you would actually get to pick if you want armor or weapons. Okay? Yep. That's still not in the game. Which made it better because then the person who... Can focus in on what he wants. Right. Like, oh, I'm looking for a pair of boots. Let me go over here. Now it's just... You're just pulling, you're just pulling the slot machine trying to get your, your gear, right? It just... Yeah, exactly. Right? It just, it just boggles my mind that here we are in year five, going to year six come September... And this game is still, like, lost. And this is why I call it a scam, right? Because what the game was, right? You're like, hey, you're buying Destiny. It's about being legendary and all this gear and all this stuff. And they went, right? And then they're like, boom, here's Destiny 2.0. And you're like, well, where's the stuff that you told me this was about? Because now it's about microtransactions and buying stuff. And we're not putting new gear in there, but we're putting new, new flair every single week in the Eververse store, right? And this is this is the thing, right? So that's that's one of my issues right now with Destiny, right? If you're going to take stuff from the old game and slowly bring it over, instead of you still have 41 guns, you still have 38 pieces of gear, you still got three factions, you still got all the vendors that you could have done, and yet they do nothing, right? And yes, people say, well, we're we're in a better place now. We're in a better place Are now. We are we in a better place? I'll go as far as certain aspects of the game, like adding the bounties. Because let's be honest, in D1, you just go up to the bounty board and you do the same fucking 12 bounties. Right? Because they're the easy ones. Because the easy ones, right? But Passive least resistance. Happen, that's going to happen. Exactly. Regardless, players will find the easiest route to take exactly. in order to level themselves up. So I do like that they have more options, like more vendors with bounties. Right, you have the weapon smith. You can do the Zavala. You can do, but then there's sometimes they don't put, give you any. Like, what happened to the faction 
vendors? Like, why? Why aren't they well, there? Well, because because the, the rationale was the gear that they were selling was pointless. And the only reason why they All say the it was gear pointless, is pointless. No, no, I get it. But the reason why they say it was pointless is because they can do what they're doing without the factions and it would be the same thing. That's the rationale. Instead of instead of making the factions part of the story and making it part of the storyline so you could branch off to do missions and things and season seasonal content off of factions, instead of doing that, they just reduced everything, made it the, super simpler, simple. Yes. Simple for everyone. And the idea, and I'm sorry to say this, it's the same deal. The, the idea of the game right now is what can we do to keep them happily grinding the minimum. for X number the of minimum. hours? Because X number of hours equals purchase in the, micro, in, in the, in yeah. the store. That's right. what it is. Right. That's what it is. The average person plays eight hours a day. How long do we need to keep them in there? You can do this before stuff. They, before they purchase something. Right. Do the same thing. How long can they do it before they purchase the actual thing? Random roll weapons and faction had were great oh yeah they they were great okay so we, hey, M michael we could we could have an entire we can have an entire discussion just on this topic right now okay i always we all uh, sorry we always said that all the answers to what what's stopping destiny for being the game that was sold to you originally is, is already in the game <laughs> all the answers that you need don't need to be made up or constructed yeah or, or they're developed. in the games Everything is already you've already played the game. They, they pull mechanics out to put other stuff in, but everything to solve the game's problem is already in game, right? The idea, the the road that they want to take is different now because they got to keep the game going, and this is not because of the deal that they signed, but they have to keep the game. Listen, this game could be like a Gears. I'm sorry to say it, you could just play Destiny, finish Destiny. And then when the next version of Destiny comes two years or three years down the road, then you play it again. Like, right. it this, could be that game. This is it not this is not a live service game. Okay, they're not. Yeah, great. They have they have content that comes out every every twelve weeks, but the content that they're giving is literally like eight hours worth of content that they're slow dripping each and every week or every two weeks. Right, like the bunker for the new the new mission was two weeks long. Then the second bunker was two weeks long. Now the third bunker is three weeks long, right? Which comes up to my next statement here, okay? I asked Paul Tassie on the on the podcast on Monday. I'm like, what are you going to do with all your war bits? He's like, he's got 9,000 war bits. He's got all three leveled up. He's only played, get this, this is how great content is, guys. He played bounties and went to a lost sector, got all his bounties and played the one tower, uh, Sapphire Tower or Seraph Tower event. In week one and two, made enough enough war bits from that, okay, to not play the war the the tower at all, weeks three and four or now five because he had so many war bits saved up from the first two weeks that he didn't even didn't even play the second content and didn't even play the third content. Why? Because there's no point. Now he has nine thousand bits, okay. Doesn't have anywhere to go. Here's another problem with, with, with Destiny. Okay? Another currency. And what do you do with it? Okay? Well, here's the answer, Sarge. Someone happened to data mine something in the game. Okay? I love when I love when somebody data mines a game. Okay? So, Destiny 2 IO Bunker scene is storytelling players... Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. This is the one I was talking about. Where is it? 
Okay. Destiny 2 leak revealed final season of the worthy event. Okay. Within Destiny Tracker, there's a faction reputation, uh, reputation bar uh, for the war mine that is independent of anything currently going on with the bunkers in the season of the worthy right now. It's only a small detail, but it's enough to have the Destiny 2 fan base speculating about what Bungie has yet to reveal about the season. Okay. So it shows this thing on the on the actual screen. Okay, it says War Mind, and it has zero to one. Right, that's the ranking. Right, because if you look at the other ones above, there's the Vanguard twenty to twenty one rank, eleven to twelve. That's eleven to twelve. Fail saves one to two. Right, you can tell this person doesn't really play very much. Right, but these are the rankings. These are your rankings from Destiny Tracker of the actual things. So the War Mind is an actual piece that you're going to be leveling up well you're going to be leveling it up like you leveled up the fr the fractal right or you leveled up the sundial type of stuff to get the to get the actual uh event to the next level so although players are actively donating the edz and the moon bunkers there is still a bunker on io by the time when this was done io wasn't open yet on the top of that players don't really know what to do what the bunker concept is doing, and the in, the intro to the season of the Worthy revealing that the Red Legion is trying to drop the Almighty ship on the tower, but not exactly. Rasputin is going to stop it. Isn't, isn't entirely clear. Well, I could tell you. I actually said it. Okay, I actually said it on the podcast on Monday before this was even launched. Okay, I said to Paul, I said, "What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with all that? You're going to take it, make it like the fractal, where you're going to make." Rasputin shoot at the Almighty is what I said actually on the podcast, and I guarantee you that's exactly what you do, right? So think about this. Now I'm going to have to do bounties, okay? Because this is this is content, people. Okay, I'm going to keep doing the same bounties: uh, fusion rifle, 50 kills; sniper rifle, 30 kills; auto rifle for fallen; uh, melee, 20 kills. And where am I going to do those? Am I going to do those in the nightfalls? Am I going to do this in the thing? You could, but what's the fastest? What's the fastest route to do these? Lost Sectors. Great, Lost Sectors. Now there's someone that figured out there's a Lost Sector, Legendary Lost Sector, that you can complete in less than 50 seconds. Okay? Now, yes, you have to be up a little higher, like 980, 990. Okay? But you can jump on a rock, jump to the top, kill the boss, collect your collect your 10 in 50 seconds. Okay? You don't have to run through everything. You don't have to do anything. Those The, the Sapphire Tower event, well, that takes that takes anywhere between 10, right? It could take 10, 15 minutes to do or actually no it takes seven it takes seven minutes to do well now you can do it in 50 seconds and just keep doing the same thing over and over and over when you look at this game and people are more excited about when something's broke and when i'm talking about the nightfall was glitched last week where it was dropping extra gear it was fun people loved fun people loved it right yeah but you're getting gear. People love. Imagine okay. people getting right. getting excited about getting gear to looter shooter. People were excited for the menagerie when it broke, and they, they didn't fix it. And it was, you're getting like five, six drops, unlimited drops. People are like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Right? People love the Crucible when the uh, Prometheus Lens was a laser gun show. Okay, so every moment that people remember in Destiny is when Destiny was broke and fun. Okay, so the people that defend Destiny right now, and they're like, oh, it's just fun. If you don't like it, don't play it. Those are the people that are complaining that they're fixing things that are broke, which when they fix the things that are broke are actually things they like because the things that are broke are actually fun for Destiny. And that means everything else is not fun for Destiny. But yet the people that tell you it's fun are the people that are the same people that go do these things because 
it's fun doing stuff when it's broke and not when it's when it's normal. Nobody runs nightfalls because the, the the gear doesn't drop as well. Nobody does lost sectors because the lost sector takes too long and, and it's not worthy worthy doing stuff. But if you could do it in fifty seconds, they'll go do a lost sector. If you could do a nightfall and it drops three exotics or two exotics, they're going to go do the nightfall. Right? This the, the the actual community itself is like are like chickens. Okay, they're cannibalistic. Right? Chickens will eat themselves. Okay. They will eat themselves because that's what chickens do. They don't care what it is in front of them. If a chicken dies in front of a chicken, the chicken will eat it. The, the chicken will eat. If a chicken was left in a room by itself, it would look at its foot and decide to eat its own foot to survive because that's what chickens do. Okay? That's the community in a nutshell for Destiny. Okay? So there's there's things in this. So now you're telling me the actual event at the end of this thing, at the end of the season. Now there's no story mission. There has yet to be a story mission four weeks in. We're in five weeks in. And the only scene that you get is Zavala talking to Rasputin and he says oh well you don't want to fail again I never thought about putting myself in your situation right let me let me get the actual article here and play the actual thing on screen You're, you won't be able to hear it um, but I'm going to put it on screen okay <clears throat> this is when Zavala talks okay and he says uh, had your attentions preparations to fight to rebuild to run okay zavala is still talking he's talking and you see the you see the galaxy around him okay mayday 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 nfs right and this is anna bray talking right that they're, they're having problems so let me fast forward a little bit here because then he talks to him and then this is what he says <clears throat> he says we have 2.9 million souls aboard and repeat the titan is no longer safe for human life okay so the titan that's when you know the titan is, has been attacked so now he says the collapse, you gave everything you had because you saw it and all swept away, right? He's talking, Zavala's talking to, you're afraid to fail again, he, he says to, to Rasputin, okay? So am I, okay? Then he says, I never considered how it must have felt to live through the collapse, right? So now Rasputin, I guess he's, he's saying that he's more, right? From this day, we speak of allies not warriors, to seek to wield each other as weapons. Okay, After we break the Almighty, the city is devoted to everything resources we need towards banishing these dark omens. Okay, When they come, we will stand together as equals, as guardians. Okay, And that's basically the whole, the whole cutscene, which is not really a cutscene, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with these... Zavala's there, he's animated, he's talking, he's talking to Rasputin, you feel like you're in the world, you're just like kind of like a fly-on-the-wall type of stuff. Okay? I like this type of stuff... This is a good point for Destiny when they do more stuff like this. Okay, the bad part about this is you could tell. No, when... you have to change change what you just said. Yeah. Into into bungee into bungee logic. What will keep you busy? Here we go. Well, here look at this. Look, you could tell when this was made compared to what the story is right now because the story is right now that the Almighty is coming down. Right. You're looking at a picture of the galaxy. Where's the Almighty? The picture of the solar system. The solar system. Sorry, where is the Almighty in the solar system right now? Should be, be still in front of the, on the way to Earth. Right, place. right. It should be right there, right here next to Earth. But it's not there. Okay. Yet the the ships are there. Right. The ships are there that we saw at the end of D one when the, the or uh, we know at the end of D two. Yeah, they awaken. They're coming in. Yeah. Right. So shadow keep shadow keep hinted that we're on the way. That kind of thing. Well, no, no. The uh, well, not shadow keep. Forsaken. 
At the end of Forsaken, the light sh sheared no, through. No, no, no. The light, the light went out. Yes, but in Shadowkeep, yes. the mission when you walk into the thing, they tell you that they're coming. Right, right, right. But you saw at the end the light yes. that hit. Right, and that's where they are in this. So you're like, okay. And this is why everyone that gives me shit, okay. This is why everyone that gives me shit about they cut content and move stuff around to make it work for them. This is another. This is another example, right? This is a story that was supposed to be told before the almighty thing that was supposed to happen because the almighty is not even in the fucking galaxy map which is the same time that we saw these things being exposed okay it was during that time okay so this is the thing i hate about destiny okay and i said this on the monday night podcast i said trials came back and it's a half-assed attempt at what trials is okay i said that they didn't put their best foot forward right when I do anything, right, even when I do this podcast, I get upset, okay, when technical issues happen. Yes, shit happens, okay, and I'm doing it live. But if this was pre-recorded, I would go back, okay, and fix the audio, and I would do all the stuff, but this is live, okay, and I don't have that luxury to doing it, okay? These guys purposely put out something because they know they have nothing to put out. The last story mission we had was literally 12, 13 weeks ago. It was in week four. Okay, 11 weeks ago. It was in week four of the last season when, you, when you're doing Saint-14 mission. Okay, that was the last story mission that we actually had. And here we are, and this is the first cutscene besides the other cutscene with Osiris talking to Rasputin. This is the other cutscene. There's, no, there's been no story yet in this thing, right? We know the Almighty is coming, but yet there's no content. It's such a slow drip. It's like literally waiting for your coffee, but instead of 24 hours, it's 24 months, okay? It's like one drop a day, okay? One drop a day, and 24 months from now, you'll have a full cup of coffee, okay? It's like, it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I hate the model that they're going for. I get there's more stuff to do, but yet there's less stuff to do. I understand there's more content, but really there's less content, right? More content meaning if I... This is not really for casuals, right? Think about this, because the bunker to do a bunker takes about 20 hours. If you're if you're speeding through it the way they wanted you to play, about 20 hours. Doing the bounties, doing the, the Seraph Towers, okay? I did that in one week. If you're a casual player, and let's just say you play six hours to eight hours a week, okay? That's three weeks, four weeks for you to do one, one of these things. Okay, which if you did all three would be by the end of the 12 weeks, you would be able to get all three done, right? That's not made for casuals, right? The hardcore people would bust through it and they're like, oh, there's nothing to do. The casuals are like, I'm not even done with the first bunker yet. It's like, who are they making this game for? And the slow drip is not really doing anything, okay? Because the slow drip is happening the exact same time of content being put away. I also said on Monday night, why would a developer put time and effort into something when they know... It's being gone in 12 weeks. Why would I create something with substance and meaning if I know it doesn't fucking matter because in 12 weeks, it's just going to delete from the game itself anyway, right? It, it, seem, it seems very... It seems like poor al allocation of resources. Like, why would you, why would you want to temporarily make something? If it's, if it's difficult to create to begin with, why not make everything you create worthwhile? Can you imagine a movie... Just imagine this thousand people make a movie and they're like okay it took us six months to make this film we're gonna air it and if you don't watch it right now 
at 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, you'll never see it again. Okay? And you'll never get to see it again, meaning once it airs from 8 to 10, it deletes. It deletes after 10 o'clock, and you never get to watch that video again. What kind of retardedness is this? Okay? Where you're like, yeah, we're going to make a movie, and it's only going to last for two hours. And you're like, what? What about, what about video sales? Nope. It's coming straight to TV, two hours, and we're never going to sell anything again. How are you going to recoup your money? Why are we putting thousands of people to work to make substance that's going to be deleted in a couple of hours? Okay? That's basically what it is. They've taken eight hours of content. They've stretched it across 12 weeks. Okay? The content, the actual content itself is the Seraph Tower. One and done. Once you did it, you're like, all right, cool. I don't really need to do this again. Okay? You could grind to do it for the to, to get the updates of the bunker. But what's the point? So you have another bunker, right? Oh, and at the end of the three bunkers is what? Oh, the Rasputin bunker? Great. And then what? If no one does the bunker, what happens? Is Bungie going to be like, nope, we're just not going to deliver the story. No one did the bunker. No, it's just going to happen anyway. The next season's going to come out. You're going to pay 10 bucks. And the next season and the story will continue if you do the bunker or not. Because all the bunker weapons don't matter, okay? All of the content doesn't matter. The Seraph Towers don't matter. Nothing matters. Because in 12 weeks... They're going to be de deleted. You're going to go in the same spot that you were before where you're doing this event now. And you're going to be like, wait a minute. Just a public events popping down here again? Doesn't make sense. Where's the Seraph Tower? It doesn't matter. The people that worked on it, they're like, well. So if there's something wrong with it, if there's something broke with it, if there's a bug with it, they're like, eh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to fix it because it's just going to be gone in 12 weeks. So what kind of, who could put passion into something knowing in 12 weeks your shit's gone? So what does that say for the if if the people making the game don't give a shit, why are the people playing it supposed to give a shit, right? You just made content that it doesn't matter. Before I used to say none of this matters, and now they actually show you it doesn't matter. But but to, but to my point on this side, like I don't completely hate the idea of what they're trying to do. I get what they're trying to do, but it's not difficult to create meaning. And and deliberate and and meaning and substance to something as long as at the end whatever you were doing carries over in some way. That doesn't have to be the entire thing, but something carries over. So what you worked on was meaningful, right? So like if you were to complete all the bunkers, and then at the end you got a specific piece of armor, let's say very right. specific, right. very specific. And then, like, at the end of the three seasons that we've played, one piece of armor at the end of each season, it makes this uber set that leads to something else. Like, intentionality what about within, our, within the grind. What about but the casuals, Sarge? What about yeah, the casuals can't get it? But that's what I'm saying. They don't... You can't, you can't have it both ways. Giving people substance for the reasons why you grind is what keeps people grinding. If you told me my grind meant something in the end, I would grind because I want to see what the goal is. And then I take a piece of whatever it is, whatever happened during that season, I take that, that substance with me and it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. But when you make something so temporary, label it FOMO and then give me a time restriction and then say we don't care, even though you're not saying we don't care, that's what you mean when you say the right. content's gone in 12 weeks. You don't give a shit. Like, so... it. The idea behind wanting to play a game is fun factor plus mechanics plus co-op plus loot, okay? That's like the mix. That's like the pie, the mixing pie. So, yes, 
There's reasons why you want to play. It's fun. But as I said, the way that the game is, it could be just like a Gears, where the game comes yeah. out, you play through the story, there's a little bit of after game to keep you busy, and we wait for the next one. To say that this is a games as a service where X equals hours and Y equals X number of dollars per hour, that's what this is. Sure, right. That's I the... don't I don't believe that they know what they want to do because they are trying to do things in order to keep you in game without purpose. Per right? Playing a game without purpose, after a while, you have to realize that you're playing a game without purpose, is that's why populations drop off. Yes, we called it a long time ago. We said, yes, trials will come back. Great. Trials is like the crutch under the arm of somebody with a broken ankle. Right. Okay. You should it's feel, you should to, feel cheated. You should feel cheated to, right it's now. It's there to prop up the season that's lackluster yep. because this season doesn't have any intentionality. It's something to do while they think of something actually to do when the next major update, like Shadow Keep, comes out. And we I, I we have said this many times. If you don't have a story attached to what I'm doing to make me feel that there's purpose for why I'm still a guardian and why I'm doing what I'm doing, then don't bother. Just stop. It's cool. It's not like the Destiny crowd's not going to come back right. when you actually have content. They're going to come back, Right. But when you don't have something, this this constant rationing of content, and they make it sound like that we're in a desert and they have a canteen. And when the canteen's done, like you feel like if you don't get it, you're gonna die. It's like, no, just stop until you guys have something. It's completely cool. We get that it's difficult. Nobody wants twenty four seven Destiny, three sixty five for a decade. You can take a time out. Go do something else. Go make a different game, and we'll be fine. Yep, but Gator, you can still do that because the stuff you're doing now or the stuff you were doing six Indeed. weeks ago, yeah. you could still be doing <laughs> because that's why you were there doing it because you feel like you want to be in-game doing it. Fear fear of that's missing it. out. Fear of missing out is what... Uh, yeah. It, listen, I, I'm I'm not completely like angry. It's not. It's, it's not about that. It's that... Once you've played enough games and once you understand the market and what they do, it's hard to just sit back and go like like you have no brain inside your head and just say, yeah, bro, but just don't play it if you don't like it. Yeah, that's, and like that's your, the worst. your face, your face is like you're looking at me like a deer getting ready to get the, hit by a car. The, the, like you don't even know you don't even know what you're part of anymore. It's like, is it art now? Because before, when the game first came out, Destiny 1 to me was art. That was art with a giant story, and it made me feel special of what I wanted to do in that game and the armor I wanted to get and the guns I wanted to get made me feel special. And now it's just a temporary job because I'm bored and I like shooting shit. That's as far down the ladder as we've gone. We went to this special art story about Armageddon, the, the, the comeback of man, how we're supposed to how we're supposed to feel about being the guy who powers up and wants to combat the enemy who is trying to snuff out humankind. That's the story. That was the headline. Everyone was like this. Did you, right? yeah. you were you were you were waiting to see with bated breath what was going to happen. And now it's just like we got 16 currencies. You're going after the 17th currency. You can turn in stuff for armor. Good luck. And we have another game manager coming out. And here's our roadmap. Uh, three guys will get to play, and then your team will get to... It's, it's empty. It's empty. You don't make me feel like 
you want to be part of the no, universe. Yeah, it's just something it. to do. Real, real quick, if people don't remember this, remember when D D1 first came out and we were getting the first expansion of uh, Dark Below, okay? We knew that Dark Below was coming out because you paid for it, okay? But in the game when you played, all of a sudden when you were on the moon... There was these random ships that would come out and they would drop Hive that were in preparation for the Dark Below. It happened like a week before the actual DLC drop of the Dark Below, right? That That's evolving the game. Like, events happened in the game randomly and you're like, oh, what's this? And then, then like two weeks later or whatever, the actual content released and it like changed the game. They did that and then they stopped doing that. And then they're still doing it now, again. But after taking a break, now they they give you a season. But the difference now is, when the Hive got there, the Hive, it, it continued on. When the House of Wolves happened, it like, something happened, and then it continued on. SIVA. When all of a sudden you were getting, you were getting attacked by the SIVA, and you're like, what the fuck is this, right? And Lona was like, point, uh, patient zero. Okay, and then it started spreading to everyone, and that then cool. and then cool. Rise of Iron came out, right? Like that was that was good storytelling because it was like happening before, and then it came into the game. None of that shit happens now. And then when they do it, now they've taken it and stretched out over twelve weeks, and then at the end of twelve weeks, they're like, "That's it, it's done." It's like, I understand. I go to the moon now. There's no Vex invasion. There's no Vex invasion. Okay, now you have in place of the Vex invasion, now you have a uh, the Rasputin. Uh, Seraph Tower, right? And people have, like, amnesia, or that maybe they, they fell and hit their head, they don't remember shit. That's how Destiny used to be. They used to give you stuff and then give you the content, okay? Now, you pay $10 to get your 12 weeks across the thing with no story, no progression to the point that you're at. You're, like, living the moments in between, and they're like, week one, here's the new mission stuff, Week 12, it's 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 over. You're like, what did I do between weeks 1 and 12? Oh, the same thing. Getting I, I, bounties, I can, I can going to Lost Sectors, and then just turning in currencies to finish up the other things. They're cheating you. They're cheating you. And people are blinded because they're like, oh, this is the best. It's so much fun. You're in a bad relationship. Your friends are trying to tell you you're in a bad relationship. You're like, nope, she loves me, man. Destiny loves me. And here we are. We're having, these are problems. You should feel cheated. You should feel cheated that the developer is giving you stuff. It's like Madden football. They had the cone of vision in the game. Then they got rid of the cone of vision. Five years later, they bring back the cone of vision. You're like, oh, this is groundbreaking. And you're like, no, this is the same shit they already sold to you five years ago. Right? That's what's happening right now in Destiny. Right? And they're like, oh, we'll fix it next season. We'll fix it next season. I know COVID's happening right now. But COVID is not the reason this season sucks. This season was already in the pipeline before this happened. I'm just telling you right now, this time next year, there's no content. Because they're not working on it right now. And the content they're working on right now is going to suck ass because they're all trying to work from home and do all this other stuff. So if you think this season's bad, it's just going to get worse on from here on out. Hand, hand on a book. I, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be more... It's going to be worse than it is right now. Okay, no big expansion coming out in September. It'll be it'll be the size of like Shadowkeep. Okay, we're not getting Forsaken. We're not getting uh, uh, Taken King. We're getting 
small, drawn-out, coffee-dripped. Pay $10 for your drip coffee instead of two cups of coffee, okay? Your two cups of coffee are over over 12 months with drip one day. One, There you go. You can't drink it yet. You got to wait. You got to wait. All right. Moving on. Moving on because we spent way too much time on, on that. <clears throat> Disney Plus. Disney Plus has passed a milestone uh, yesterday, and we had a GXG Micro episode on this. I, I talked about it. It came out today, episode 100 of the daily podcast that I do every single day uh, of 2020. So Disney Plus has passed a massive subscriber milestone. They just passed 50 million subscribers. Now, I know this doesn't seem like a lot, okay? Just to put it in perspective. that's that Basically, it's 50 million households, basically. Well, right, okay? That's paid 50 million subscribers, okay? If they paid full price up front, if they just got it now, if they had the week, whatever. There's, whatever. There's 50 million subscribers. So they started this six months ago, okay? It took it took Netflix a really long time to hit 50 million subscribers. They have 170 million subscribers now, 12 years later, okay? Hulu has 30 million subscribers. Hulu's been out quite a bit longer than Disney, and now Disney actually combines it with Disney Plus. So the 30 million subscribers for Hulu, I would say about 20% of that is from Disney Plus as well. Okay. So right now you get Disney Plus for I think $7 just for Disney Plus, And then it's $14 if you get the whole package, which is a better deal, right? If you want the Hulu and, and stuff like that. So they just passed 50 million subscribers this month. They had 30 million, or I'm sorry, they had 10 million subscribers the first 24 hours they started the system. Okay. And that was only in America. Okay, it wasn't anywhere else. Now they're opening up to other regions. The UK just got it, so that's why it's it's exponentially going up. And also, well, we're in a pandemic and everyone's home and they're watching uh, watching stuff. So yes. 50 million subscribers in six months. Now on the podcast that I did, the small one, I predicted that within the year, they will break 100 million. By the end of this year, they'll break 100 million subscribers. And by the end of next year, I predict that they'll surpass Netflix with 170 million subscribers, they'll break that record by the end of next year. Now, those of you are like, there's no way it took, it took 12 years for Netflix to get 170, uh, 170 million subscribers. Disney has IPs up their wazoo, okay? They have all the Marvel. They have all the Star Wars, right? They have all their whole catalog of Disney stuff. They have Pixar, okay? The more and more that this happens... Okay, as they release stuff like the Mandalorian was was phenomenal, right? Netflix has got The Witcher, great. Disney Plus has Phase Four, Phase Five, Phase Six of Marvel, right? An endless of eighty years of content that they can just put in into Disney Plus. They also have Star Wars. Say what you want about the last five years of Star Wars, I say I forget about it, and it's like a bad dream. They're gonna bring it back, okay? And they're gonna have animated series, live action series. They're already talking about. Mandalorian season two, Mandalorian season three, Ahsoka, Ahsoka's season, Obi-Wan season, Mace Windu season, Palpatine, Darth Maul. Like, name a character, they can have a series on Disney Plus, right? Just insert Disney Plus right there, okay? They have a constant flow, okay? So right now, Disney Plus has nothing. They really have nothing, okay? Except for stuff you've already seen. They don't really have that much original stuff. Okay, meanwhile, they have 50 million subscribers, which if I do the math real quick, it's like nine trillion dollars for the year. Okay. 
at if, fifteen if, bucks if, a pop. If, if, if it remains constant and they have the, pa- the yeah. package, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, well, fifty million times fifteen. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I got fifty the million here. times fifteen. Yeah, it's nine. It's nine trillion. Yeah, it's like nine trillion dollars. If nothing, if nothing changes, Disney gets nine trillion dollars by December. Right. So let's just. I just want to put it in this perspective this way. Okay. Bob Iger, who now is not the CEO anymore, okay, has to be given the gold certificate of genius. Okay. I don't know if he, I don't know if Disney pushed the pandemic on us. I'm joking about that. Okay. I'm joking about that. But what I'm saying is perfect time, right place, right time. Okay. Bob Iger, who used to work for television, okay, became the CEO of Disney 15 years ago. Okay. And what he put, think about this. He pushed this. He pushed this to get it out before this year started. He's like, we got to get it out. If he didn't do this and they waited, this would be a total flop right now because the park will be closed. No movies, okay, going on. And they have no income coming in. Zero. But because Bob Iger pushed for this Disney Plus service to come in, okay, and pushed it out in November only in America, okay, and now they're rolling out. It just came out in March in, uh, in, in the U.K., Okay, during the pandemic. Okay, this is genius because he put this in place, and now if they keep the fifty million, it keeps rising sixty million, seventy million, a hundred million at fifteen bucks a pop. Let's just average it at ten, right? Some people are paying seven, some people, uh, right? That's seventy million dollars, or I'm sorry, that's seven hundred million dollars a month if they hit seventy million or a hundred million. Yep. Okay. So the income comes in. Well, right now, everyone's like, well, Disney, is are, are they going to close? Yeah, are they, are they going to close? Calm down, okay? Yes, the parks are closed, okay? Yes, they're still paying to keep the rides running and stuff because they don't want them to break. Yes, there's security. Yes, there's construction going on. Yes, they're probably paying millions of dollars a day, okay? But there's no overhead right now, okay? Because they're not having the whole park up by itself. Plus, just to let you know, two parks are run by solar energy that they've put out all the all the panels and stuff. So it's not like they're paying any power company, okay? They literally have the power from the sun that they've they've infrastructured in to to uh to put that. So now this Disney Plus Bob Iger does this, okay? Right. So now now they've had this in place. It's it's ridiculous how how much they can do with the IP of Star Wars, with the IP of Marvel's. Now AMC, this is this is a connection with Disney, right? AMC might be going out of business, right? Because of the pandemic that's happening right now. Only one of many theaters that might not be coming back, okay? AMC is closing because of credit, okay? The lender who was behind was like, we can't give it to you anymore, okay? So 400 to 500 movie buildings closed, okay? Well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about Disney being a... 30 to 35 percent of all movies that go into the theater and they made 19 billion dollars in the box office last year okay and if those theaters close that's just one of the massive chains that won't be around anymore right there's still cinemark and all the other ones that are doing and the mom and pop ones well if they all close because of this pandemic because people just don't want to go to the theaters and be close connection with everybody what do you think is going to happen well disney's going to take their 19 billion dollars that goes into the box office every year and they're going to add it on to what disney plus okay so instead of phase four being delayed they could be like you know what let's just take phase four and bring it in and and implement it to disney plus plus you have the disney plus shows that connect those those movies okay then 
you have an, an infinite amount of it because where are you going to watch it? You could only watch it on Disney+. Plus. Okay, and if Black Widow comes out instead of coming to the theaters that day, we talked about this last week, it comes to straight to Disney Plus. Disney Plus can raise their value. They can also make a separate service called Disney Plus Plus. Okay, which is my own patent pending Disney Plus Plus. Okay, and then you'll be able to buy the movies that come straight to direct to you on Disney Plus Plus. Okay, well, that just takes the 50, 50 million subscribers and doubles that to 100, right? To 200, to 300, because. They're the kings of the box office. If we even movie theaters come back, if Disney decides to not go to the theaters because like there's no point because nobody's going to go to the theaters anymore and we have an exclusive audience on our own platform. Right? Right. So let's go to the next story. The next story is with Disney as well. There's CEOs or executives, I should say high executives, that are pissed off because the Disney executives reportedly are unhappy with pay cuts. The executives who make... Zero, 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 zero money. Okay. That's a lot of zeros. Okay. They're asking Disney or asking them to take a 20 to 30% pay cut during this time. Okay. And they're unhappy about it. And I find this very, very slap in the face because the people that run their company, like the employees that run the food services and the theme parks and the buses and the taxis and the things, they're getting paid zero. Zero right now, okay? Zero, okay? Some of them might be getting some money, okay? But they're not getting their full pay. Yet, they're asking the executives to take a 20 to 30% cut of their million dollars, and they're like, ah, I'm not happy about this. This is, this is really pissing me off. It's like, listen here, asshole, okay? These 75,000 employees that you employ are not getting their money at all, and you're still getting 70% of your money to 80% of your money, and yet you're upset. Meanwhile, Disney Plus, 50 million subscribers, cha-ching, just influx of cash just coming in, right? I find, what, what do you think about all of everything I just said about Disney Plus, about the movies, about the executives? Well, it, either you can be part of the conversation or you can just read articles in a paper, right? You have to understand the level of money that they we're talking about. Sometimes when you start talking about such a large sum of money, people just it, it doesn't register with most people. It's just like oh, it's a shit ton of money, right? But you have to think like the way major corporations are funneling money directly to them without any middleman and without any product because they already have product. It's not something that they're making. They're not manufacturing right. anything. It's already made. They just have it. They've been working they on it for it. they've been working on it for fifty right. years. Right. So when you're when you're talking about numbers of seven hundred and fifty million dollars a month, nine trillion dollars a year before anything else happens, you're talking about a a a way to maintain the business while not in business. Now, if if just collecting ten dollars from households gives the gives the company nine trillion dollars a year think how much money that they were making when all the parks were open and all the movies were in theaters so you got to think of the level of money that we're discussing so I don't I don't believe for a moment that Disney's gonna go out of business let's be honest we're talking about a multi conglomerate of companies it's not just Disney it's Viacom and you have to go into depth of the articles and see who owns who and Who's involved? But when the company's that big, it's under the classification of too big to fail. However, 
the mentality of a corporation is to survive. So they will do whatever is necessary in order to keep themselves afloat. And if you can make $9 trillion a year just by running a personal TV service, then that's what they'll do. Right. Now, what will happen when things go back to normal, and the word normal I'm going to use here very loosely because most of you don't seem to maybe grasp this right away, but unless a vaccine is found and actually used, then there is no going back to normal. No, normal is gone. Going to be, there's, gone. Going to be, there's going to be a different way of living your life. Right. There's going to be different changes that come up. And this is also a different show that we need to talk about, not even on this podcast, it could be a different podcast. But that being said, you have to understand that things, this is this is one of those turning points in a, in your life or a life or the world, however you want to look at it. This is one of those turning points where everybody's walking down a street and then the world is going to make a left. And now we're walking down this street together. It's not going to be the same. Right. Right. It's not going to be the same. I personally believe that we're heading down the road to where it's going to have to go back and forth a little bit. But a lot of personal services coming out. Everybody wants you to buy their channel. And then not everyone's going to survive because nobody's going to fork <clears throat> over $15 per channel. Your cable bill will start going crazy. And then they'll start buying each other out again. And instead of having one cable company, you're going to have multiple oh. multiple corporate companies is what's going to end up happening. Well, so instead of like like for us down in Florida, it's uh, – it's, what, what is it, Mike? You have Bright House. What, what do I have uh, We here? have Spectrum now. Comcast. We have Comcast, Spectrum. Comcast, right? Yeah. So instead of having Comcast and that's it, you're going to have Comcast and then – Viacom, and then you know, because Viacom's part of Disney, you know, you're going to have these other conglomerates who are going to have different channel blocks, right? Right. That's what's going to. Well, that happening. goes back to the net neutralities type stuff, right? Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, listen, we're we're <laughs> we're actually at a turning point where we're going to see internet and communications be the turning point. Yeah. For most for most broadcast companies, you, where the the original broadcast companies are going away, and now we're going to have this online broadcast companies. Like that's the direction we're going. That's the pivot. So I wasn't even going to bring this up, but now that you were talking about it, and I, I thought about this before, but it brought it back up in my brain. We're seeing a change right now. Like write this down, people, in your in your in your in your books of history. Okay. What this pandemic is doing right now, yes, people are dying and we're going to be changing the way we live from this point forward. Everything's changing, okay? Right now, every celebrity known to man has their own YouTube channel or Twitter video, live broadcast. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Trevor Noah, C uh, Seth Meyers take all their Tonight Show stuff, all their night late night shows, eh, and they're bringing it over to YouTube. And every day you can watch from their own house, okay? Now, mind you, fucking foot the bill, would you? NBC, ABC, ABC, CBS, and Comedy Central. Okay, give the fucking people an actual good camera and audio setup so it doesn't look like they're filming with their own cell phones, for God's sakes. And if they aren't filming with their own cell phones, then someone fix them and how to tell them how to fucking white balance something, okay? Anyway, all of these celebrities are doing all this stuff at their house now. Everyone. Everyone's doing all this stuff at their house. Why does NBC need... Why does NBC need um, uh, Jimmy Fallon back at the Tonight Show in a studio with hundreds of people working with a live studio audience when he's still getting here. Let me let me look at what they're 
their viewership. It's probably not the viewership that they're they're getting when they go live on the internet or uh, uh, live in the actual thing. But I guarantee you, they're they're doing quite a bit, quite well. Okay, and they're getting advertised revenue and stuff like that. So, just to put it in perspective, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on YouTube, okay, has 24 million subscribers. Okay, his viewership right now for each of his videos, all depending on what it is, is anywhere between 534,000 video uh, views to 33,000 videos, 300,000 videos. But ones that were two weeks ago are up to 2 million, 1 million, 25 million a month ago, right? What's what's the overhead right now for NBC to make these to make this probably thing? probably more than doing it at home. Let's just believe it at that. Right. Right. So Jimmy Fallon could do the Tonight Show. Yeah, he doesn't have the roots anymore, but he's just doing a show and he's interviewing someone at his house like we're doing right here. OK. And he's making 25 million views off of it. OK. Seth Meyers doing the exact same thing. OK. All of these talk show hosts are all doing their stuff. Uh, what's his name? Ricky Gervais. He comes on 20 minutes a day since the since the the thing started, and he just bullshits with people for 20 minutes. Okay, he says hi to his fans, direct to customer. Okay, direct to customer. Okay, like there's no. Th this is the best thing, right? We have 10 people here. Okay, in our in our thing, dedicated 10 people that are here, and we're we're taking our content, going directly to the people that can interact with us directly. We're talking to them live right now in chat. Okay. That's much better than going to the Tonight Show, okay, and just sitting there listening to two people talk, and you can't say anything, you can't do anything. You can actually communicate with the host, and the host can actually talk to you directly, right? It's insane. We're seeing something that's unheard of because now I'm scared because production is dropping dramatically, and I'm not talking about like there's no production. No, there's production, but now it could be two guys, a whole different level, right? A whole different level. Now it could be two guys, two cameras. And, and, and one microphone, okay? Do you know what I'm saying? And this is big time now. And Hollywood's coming down to our level, okay? I left Hollywood to start this, and now Hollywood's joining me, okay? I'm going to be obsolete. I only have 10 people. I'll be lucky if I get 10 people, okay? Going forward because Jack Black's got a show, and Ricky Gervais has got a show, and Tom Hanks has got a show, and all these other people have a show, and this musician's got a show. We're seeing something that we don't even know where it's going, okay? Because of what's happening right now with the pandemic, Okay. There's no reason for Disney to go to cable company. Why do you need the Disney Channel? Why do you need Disney Junior? Why do you need Disney XD on your cable box? Why do you need to pay for cable? You can literally just pay your cable co provider for the internet, which is 50 bucks. Okay. And then you pay just to get the Disney Channel, right? The Disney Plus. That's it. Right. Disney doesn't even need the cable company. Disney could be like, hey, you know what? We're just going to take over from here. Okay, that's scary. That's scary because I'm 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 all for capitalism, but you have to have separate separate entities and stuff because if they all come around, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We're just gonna be we're gonna be on fucking Wally, right? Wally. And it's gonna be what what's the uh, the industry in Wally or even um, what's that other uh, other movie, Idiocracy? What was that? What is the brand? It's just one. It's just one company that owns everything, right? Oh, Costco. Is that what it is? It was Costco had yeah. everything, right? Walmart. So there, there's a, oh, it's Costco. It's Costco. There's a major. There's a major shift happening right now, okay? And people just don't care. I watched an interview earlier today. Does anybody remember Freddie Wong? Anybody remember Freddie Wong? Okay, Freddie Wong was a YouTuber, 
started in 2010, and he did all the special effects. He was the Asian guy that did uh, like the gun and all all the special effects. He blew up. Okay, I watched a podcast I just found today. Okay, that he did over a year ago. Okay, and he was talking about. He's like, yeah, uh, I I started on YouTube. I have 1.6 billion views. I have 25 million subscribers. Okay, he goes, and it means absolutely fucking nothing. He goes because Hollywood doesn't look at me any different than they did before because I'm just a YouTuber. He goes, because I'm sharing the same space as the guy who showed the dead guy in the forest. Okay, right? He goes, it doesn't matter. People in Hollywood hate YouTubers, okay, because they're not making content. Hollywood's Hollywood. They make quality stuff for the most part, and then reality comes in and all this other stuff comes in, okay? Now, that interview was a year ago. Here we are, fast forward to today, okay, and boom, Hollywood is now YouTube, okay? The Tonight Show is being aired, all this stuff before the... How many How many, How many? many series, how many movies are coming out on, on personal channels now? How many... All these stars are getting these roles on these TV series or these TV movies. Right. Right? Yeah. How many of them? So this, this, is where, this is where people don't actually get what's going on right now. And this is just proving now. Hollywood's like, well, fuck. Why are we going to pay $250 million to do a production and hire 20 people to do a production when we could just have Jimmy, I can send Hank over there with two cameras and an audio board. Like once this pandemic's done and someone can just show up to his house with actual professional shit and make it just look as good. Right. Look at, look, I'm not in a studio. If I wanted to, I could change my background to make it look like I'm in a studio. I could make this look more professional than, than an actual state, uh, uh, actual soundstage if I wanted to. Right. I don't have the budget to make it all that. Right. But I think this podcast looks pretty fucking good for zero budget, okay? For 211 episodes, okay, we've, we've been doing this shit for. So people are looking at it and going, oh, well, what's the big deal if, if this it's a whole shift? What the cell phone did to kill a lot of industries like printing and the internet and memory photo. and photo, photo and everything and video, what's happening right now with the pandemic is people are staying home is changing the way we all do stuff. And YouTube and Twitch and Mixer and Facebook, all that stuff's going to come up and, uh, and come right back. More people are going to know it exists and they're going to try it out because there's nothing else for them to do at the moment. So they're going to realize what it is. Correct. And here, I wasn't even going to bring this. If we had time, I was going to bring this, this story up, but I'm going to bring it up now. Here's a, here's a statistic, right? More people right now are streaming on Mixer than YouTube gaming and Facebook combined, okay? On Mixer. The platform we're on right now with 10 people, I'm not making fun of the 10 people, I love you guys. I, I, I Believe me, I love people you guys. Are just, people are just streaming because they have time, they're going to, let's try it out, let's, right. let's stream. Okay, so right now, here's the stat. So Twitch is the, the winner by, by far. Excuse me. Mixer it has the second most hours streamed on its platform at 28.3 million hours on Mixer, okay? With Twitch claiming the number one spot at 121 million hours, okay? Now, despite having the second most hours streamed, Mixer currently has the lowest viewership percentage of any platform clocking in at just chat. What do you think the percentage of Mixer's viewership is, okay? What do you think... Mixer's viewership is. I'll give you five seconds to answer. What do you think Twitch's percentage is? And then what do you think Facebook and YouTube's percentages? Put your answers in the chat. Let me see. Let me see what you got. 
Okay. <clears throat> All right. If you don't have the answer yet and you haven't put it down, I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. So mixer percentage is at 2%. They're number two. They have more streamers than any other platform except Twitch eh? at 28.3 million hours streamed. Yet they only have 2% of the market. Twitch had 65% of the market. Okay. And then the other two, YouTube has 22% and Facebook has 11%. Yet Mixer has more than YouTube and Facebook combined, but yet they're also 8% and 20% behind. Okay. Well, that's just probably because that Mixer is easier to jump into and try out than the other platforms. Anyone can stream right now from Mixer. When I first started streaming, it was really difficult to stream. You had to get a capture card and all this other stuff. Now, anyone, you can literally stream from your cell phone. Okay. You can literally stream from like some cameras now. Okay. You can stream from your iPad. You can stream from probably your iWatch or whatever. Okay. You can stream from any platform now. It's super simple. Okay. You can even stream from other software companies directly to your, to, to your account. So everyone's streaming, but nobody's watching Mixer. Right. So Microsoft, God bless them. They know what they're doing as far as the Xbox is going on right now and with Game Pass. But they got to start doing something with Mixer because at two percent of the market share, if they're happy with that, that's mind blowing to me. Considering if they're happy with two percent, then fucking Twitch is never going to change because they're at 65 percent. They're like to everyone else. OK, Mixer, Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming is all going to blow up. I would say if they took this poll six months from now because of the pandemic that's happening right now youtube is probably going to shoot up a lot more i would assume okay because there's a lot of people but then again it's youtube gaming it's not youtube itself it's youtube gaming um but microsoft needs to do something with mixer okay because i'll be honest being on mixer two years now when i first came over it was nice there was constant new people coming in now it's like a fucking desert it's the exact same feeling i had when i was on twitch four years in or three years in and then it was having a stale right being being um non-partner was affiliated it was like i was getting a whole bunch of people come in and then all of a sudden it just flattened out it's been really flat for me over on mixer that's why I'm, i do the podcast every day to try to make other revenue uh coming in because i make zero it's just, from here it's, it's got to do with what what you come up in you might not come up in some kind of search it's just the way the algorithms work some people are in and some people are not and they focus on the ones that they know that might have a chance and they focus on them you see the same people come up on the on the search when you search through it's just how it is it, it's it's the reason every, everybody's jumping in the pool at the same time everybody wants a piece of the action you you're, you're attempting to be no, to be found in you're you're trying to be the rock in the sand pile that people find right you know it it's not everyone's not going to make it it's like the the quintessential learning of of do you have what it takes to be noticeable enough and watchable enough that people want to follow you right right Right. And, and and instead of having, you know, back in the day, 12 channels and then we went up to 150 channels. Now we're at 10 million channels. Right. Because everybody can do it. I got 10 million channels. Right. And still, right? no, there's nothing to watch. Well, but 10 million channels. So <laughs> right. it's like, OK, so it's overwhelming. Are, somebody somebody's looking through something. Like, Let me see this guy. Let me see this guy. And then, God forbid, you find a couple of guys that you like. You stop searching. Like if there, if there's 10 million things to look at and you and you look at a couple dozen every day and you find two or three that you like you stop searching right, right? that's it you're not right. you're not gonna, I'm, I'm interested in this stuff right now i'm watching this right you're not going to go looking through another 
9,999,900,000 channels to find something else to watch. You found what you want to watch. Right. So not everybody can make it. Not everyone's going to make it. That's 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 the nature of this. But the difference is beforehand, you had to have enough money to have a studio, get your own channel, be on a network. Right. Now you're approving anybody. Right. You're approving anybody before. that has a cell phone or tablet can be on TV. Think about that for just a moment. Just for a moment. Right. Think about that. Right. Okay. We're, in, the, we're on the idea, TV right now. The idea of people being on television is just literally a click away. Anyone can do anything. There's no ratings board. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Mixer. Right. Right. If you're not doing something creepy, then you're on the dark web. You can be on TV in a matter of minutes. Right. Right. That's fucking incredible. All right. So, yes, not everyone's going to get an audience. And is it hard to get an audience oh, if yes. you don't have breasts? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Until they make until they make sacks legal, they're not going to have it. Right. You, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 rough. It's rough. We there's 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 an old Sam. I'm, I'm going to get the saying wrong. I'm just going to describe it to you. You can either float down the river and just. Look at the sights. You, you, you know, you're, you guys have ever been white, not, not like river rafting type of thing, but like you go yeah, on a river. A you're in a tube. You're going yep. tubing, right? Yep. You and your friends are going tubing. You're sitting around. You're in a tube. You got a cooler with you in a tube. You're drinking beer, and you're going down river. And you don't have any control, right? You're just looking this things go by. You're, you're yep. talking and watching the nature go by you, okay? That's one way of going through life. And another way is the guy who made the river. Right. Who made the river that you're going down. Right. And then there's the guy who swims against the river. There's different ways of looking at life. Right now, we have the ability to be in the river and in control of the river. Is everyone going to make it? Is everyone going to have a show? No. But the a possibility that you might is real because it's actually there. You can start whatever channel you want. Right, I remember going through YouTube channels just to see who, what the fuck people are doing. There is a channel for every Everything. effing thing Everything. you could possibly imagine. The reason why you never saw it is because you had to go to work. You had to go do a job. When people are sitting around doing nothing, you have plenty of time to see what kind of crap is on TV now. You can see whatever. Everyone will get a nice dose of what the planet it's actually doing right now for right. entertainment, right? When people start going back to work, maybe a couple people will have a few new followers because they'll have something to watch when they come home from work. But right now is the time for people to surf whatever. Surf the networks, surf the YouTube channels, surf Mixer, surf Twitch to see what's out there. But once again, unless you have something that people actually want to watch, it's just noise. It's right, just noise. That's what That's we are. All it is. Two hundred and eleven episodes of just noise. Just, it's just noise. Just noise. Right. That's it. I, I'm okay with it because it makes me feel good that we can sit around and talk with each other. That's and exactly maybe what. To get some information out there and start a conversation with somebody else. That's exactly why I do it. That's what it's about. Having no communication and not being able to have your own channel and only listening to the same network people tell you things over and over again, you start to believe that that's all there is. When that's not all there is. Right, right. There is plenty 
of topics to discuss that are not the same seven topics you hear on the news or normal channels every day. And that's the reason for these channels. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's always, there's always a niche for, for something. I mean, it's, when I when I go look for a new channel, there's a lot of I love I love this format. I've always loved this kind of a format. I I made my first podcast called Many Styles. Okay, way back when when I had a clothing line. That's right, I had a clothing line, and me and my best friend we made a podcast, just audio, and we tried to figure out how to get it on iTunes and all this stuff. Now I can literally just go boop, done on, spreads across fifteen different platforms. When I had to get on there before, I had to get the RSS feed and I had to feed that shit in and I had to wait. And write code and stuff to get a podcast off the ground. I love talk radio. I love maybe because I loved it before I was old. Okay, I love Leo Laporte when he does the tech stuff. I love video game sites. I love podcasts on 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 Mixer. I love podcasts on YouTube. I listen to shit all the time. To me, it's so popular. They actually made master classes now. You can go watch master classes of professionals telling you how to do stuff, and you pay like one hundred eighty dollars a fucking month. Okay, to to that or. You could just go to YouTube for free and get all that. You're like, oh, I got to, I got to, how do I replace a toilet? Oh, replace toilet. Boom. Oh, he's using a different toilet than I am. Uh, what's my brand? Boom. Someone's taking the toilet that you have and installing it. And you're like, step-by-step process of how to do it. Right. You want to learn how to tango? You could tango. YouTube. Boom. How do you start a podcast? Someone can tell you how to start a podcast. Right. There's so many things. It's, 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 it's insane. Like, YouTube, there's it's the insane. Amount, the amount, the amount of information. Let, let, let's put it this way: when you wanted to, when you wanted to better yourself, right? Not butter yourself. I hope no one has a hearing impediment. Not buttering yourself, bettering yourself. When you want to better people, yourself, people do butter themselves. You, uh, no, I know that. That's a whole channel. Yep. I found it. Okay, so <laughs> bettering yourself, you would go to the bookstore. You would go to self help. You would, you would. Now you're getting it, Gator. Now you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> You used to go to the bookstore, go to the self-help section, and pick like a topic that you wanted to better yourself for, and just buy a couple books and read up on. I still do that you, because you wanted to better yourself. Like I feel like doing something. I I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Now you can type in anything, anything you want to learn. Forget about fucking college and and online classes and all that shit. Just pick a topic, type it in, and learn. You can learn anything you want at any time. At any time of any, day. At any place. I could literally be on right? a train, in a cab, Anywhere. in 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 a pandemic. Right? Now, of course, of course you have to vet these things you're looking up. You know, you don't want to look up things like how to make a reactor, and it's like Steve <laughs> from Oklahoma showing you how to make a well, reactor. Well, first you have to get plutonium now, and then Right. <laughs> like there are there are some credibility issues. However, however it's possible to learn whatever. And if 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 you cannot find the the sheer wonder in that, that's that's actually a thing right now, right? That's why we say when things are moving so quickly, people forget to look look around. You're in the river moving really quick. You're having a beer and you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. All you're paying attention to is what's in front of you. The world is changing very quickly. The job you have today, or you had today, or you had yesterday. The job you had <laughs> might not be the job that you continue on. This, think of it this way: think of this as being the giant life pause button. Okay. Yeah. Like life, life itself has been pressed on pause. Only if I had the are, time. Only if I had the are, time. Right. We are meandering. We are meandering within our own life with no purpose right now. You've been no purpose. I mean, some of you are sweating. Some of us are panicked. 
But like, let's 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 calm down for a moment. Just be in the moment. Just be in the moment. You're not going to get kicked out because nobody's going to pay the rent after they kick you out because nobody's working. They can't. They're not going to fill the position after you leave. Right. Okay. Nobody's working. Right. But what will happen is companies, individual business owners, they are going to figure out right now, really, if this is what they want to do. Or if there's something else that they want to do, everyone is thinking it. You, you might not want to talk about it, but everyone is thinking about what you're doing right now. Is that what you want to be doing when this is all over? Are you just waiting to go back to the same river and look at the same shit? Or is it now you have the time to look up whatever you want, learn whatever you want, better yourself in any way you want, and then make a difference, make a change for yourself in a different direction? What What is everyone doing? I mean... By now, even the best of us, you got to have chafed dick. You can't be watching porn this long. It's been three months, guys. You've seen it all. You've even typed in all the stuff you never wanted to type in. You've typed it in already, and now you're done with it. We, we're, we're moving past the porn, okay? We, we, have to, we have to see for this moment what this is, right? I have ne- Think about this for a moment. I have never believed I would be part of a dystopian movie. Right. And I'm in, I'm actually in. And you're starring acting I'm in it right now. In yeah. a dystopian movie. I've watched all the dystopian movies I've ever watched. Yep. I've read 1984. I Fahrenheit 451. I have read all the books. I'm actually in the movie. Yep. And you know what's you know what scares me? What scares me is that I'm not scared. What scares me is that I've seen enough movies and read enough books about this to know what will happen, what might happen, and what would need to be done in order to survive. And it scares me that I'm not scared. Mm. All right. I never thought about it. You know, I, I haven't it, thought about it. Listen, I'm stressed out, just like everybody else. Well, everybody else is. Everybody's stressed out. Man. Well, I'm not stressed out. Every- it's funny you say that, though. I'm not stressed out about the thing. I'm stressed out because I'm trapped in a house with a five-year-old every minute of every day. That's what I'm stressed out about. Right. It's just well, weird. Let's put it in perspective. What about the normal parents who usually have Three kids, four kids. Yeah, I don't. And they're in daycare God, during the day. God bless and them. Both parents work. Now you have four kids not in school at home. Somebody's have mom you, and dad are both there. Like, <laughs> check this you, out. Exactly, game. You exactly. have you have to watch Jim Gaffigan. He does a thing and he, he makes it's a YouTube. He made a video where he compares his family during the quarantine to Alice. Remember the show Alice, the diner back yeah, in the, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, my family is Alice. It's a sitcom of Alice, right? Fucking hilarious, right? He's home. He's like, I'm home with five kids. Five kids. Me and my wife. He goes, we've turned into a short order cook. (laughs) He's like, all we do is cook and then clean up after them and then do chores. That's all we've been doing. Making making shit as we go, right? And I started laughing and I'm just like, it's exactly what it is. Every day, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, I wake up, my kid wakes me up and he's like, he's like, hey dad, he sits next to me in bed. He starts looking through his iPad. He says, hey, Dad, look at this. And we just sit there and relax. Then I got to make him breakfast. And then after breakfast, he wants to go do something. We go play. And one kid. We teach. Right, just one kid. Right? We teach. I teach him and stuff and do it to stuff. And then it's lunch. And then I teach him and do this and stuff. And then it's this. It's, I don't, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I know what day it is. I know what it, what it most people are like, what day is it? I don't, every day seems the same. I get it because this. This show right here and the podcast I do on Mondays. I know when I'm on that, Monday. When I do this, Thursday. And I, in between, I don't care. It's just a day. Okay? But it's it's very hectic. It's very hectic to, to be in. I, 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 
I don't envy anybody with more than one kid, right? I watch some. Of, I watch some of the things on Twitter. All the single people are like, "This is what I'm doing." I'm like, "Man, I would fucking love to be able to do that. Like, just anything. I don't yeah. have. I don't have time to do nothing." Yeah. Well, well, the good news is this is my week, time right here. The the good news is, I'm. Tr- I try to be a little bit more optimistic by certain things, right? So I think that because of the fact that kids aren't going to school and you have to be homeschooled, and parents have to be now. They have to be in with their kids again. You yep. have to talk to each other. You have to interact with each other. You have to learn about your kid 24-7 as opposed to only seeing them for three hours a day right. and then six hours on the weekend because after they reach like 10, they're out with their friends. Right. You know. So maybe, just maybe, there'll be some family bonding over this. Maybe. That, that people will start to understand how to interact and understand people, how to talk to people again, as opposed to just looking at your phone. Now, I could be wrong, and because internet traffic is up through the roof, that there's just six people in a house all staring at their tablets. And yeah, no, no that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, yeah. if you if you remove the internet thing right now, there would be riots. I know that for a fact. Everyone here can Oh, can you imagine? That. But if there was no internet right now and just TV, just TV... I guarantee you, hell, there be some there be some type of riot. You going wouldn't on. even have to get rid of the internet. You could just say, "I'm sorry, Twitter's closed." Everyone, else, yeah, ah! Ah! it'd be that scene from a uh, fucking would, airplane. The scene ah! from airplane when they turn around and coffee. Yeah, no, right. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly that's, that's exactly what it would be. Oh, right, that's what it would be. All right. T- speaking of pandemic, can we and, get to back to the story? Yeah, Holy we, we shit, are. We are. Segue. Here we are. The segment pandemic two, another pandemic of its own kind. We're going to talk about Fallout seventy six wastelanders. So I'm gonna bring up. Oh God, this just in. Uh, I'm Oliver Closeoff, and now we're gonna get back to Fallout 76's tragedy. Over to you, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Sarge. Now we're gonna show you the actual trailer. So, Sarge, do me a favor, mute your mute your microphone because I gotta raise the volume up so people can actually hear the uh, the trailer. Okay, and I'll tell you when we're done. All right. the wrong time to get a drink. Someone made a broadcast about some kind of treasure buried in Appalachia. I'm sorry if it's soft, guys. Skype's fucking with my audio. Everyone's come back to get a piece of it. We're neck deep in these so-called settlers. Cultists, bloodthirsty bandits. Don't forget, Appalachia belongs to us. But first, we need to make sure the newcomers don't get infected. If people become scorched, we're all as good as dead. Hey there, Vault Dweller. I need you to do something for me. How will our next competitor stack up? Let's bring him out! Everyone's here. Y'all ready to rock this joint? All right, Sarge, go ahead. Come back in. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that play with no with no audio. Uh, so what what do you think about the uh, the trailer, Sarge? All right, well, standard Bethesda, right? They have catchy tune. They try to bring you in with the fact that there are NPCs. There's going to be some stories to tell. There's going to be some uh, uh, reasons to play the character that you're going to be playing. I heard the word factions, which means there's going to be different areas to go to. So, yeah, we're stuck in our houses, and there's new there's new Fallout 76. So, yeah, people are going to play it because people are stuck in their houses. I, however, look at this, and I feel nothing anymore from Bethesda. That's just me, because... If this was part of the game when it was released, first launch, then then that would mean that the game would release right now. The game would release right, right now as a right. complete game. This game would come out now, April fifteenth, tax day, and Bethesda would have a new game. Instead, Bethesda released a half-assed, broken uh, attempt at a game, and then uh, FOMO'd people into paying a, a a set price to keep it monthly. And then build upon the game until it reached the game's actual fulfillment, I would say, a year and a half later. Right. So I I I, I can't do it. Right? I don't I don't accept the fact that this is a game for me anymore. But I'm sure, as as anybody else would say, they're gonna find some value in what this actually is and begin to play this again. Because once again, Home, coronavirus. I get it. I get it. I I look at this two ways, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna look at it. So next week it comes out on Tuesday. Um, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see what it is. Problem what I have here <clears throat> because I'm just I'm skewed, right? I'm a half empty guy, a guy, not a half full type of guy. Okay. I'm gonna look at this as go if this comes out and let's just say it runs super smooth, and I'm talking like there's no glitches. No bugs. It it's it's a better experience overall. That's exactly what I'm gonna think, Sarge. I'm like, if you fuckers came out with this game like you were supposed to, instead of milking us for the last year and a half with this broken ass game that was just an iteration of it and you were testing something out, that's what this proves. If this comes out flawlessly and has no problems, and I'm talking about on a, on a technical aspect, right? Obviously, it could be bad story or or whatever. I get that people might just be mad at it because of the past year and a half, and it's been a disaster. But at this point, if it comes out and it's it's perfect, I'm gonna be pissed off because this is exactly when it should have launched. Like you said, this should be the actual launch date. Because let's think about it: if they worked on it for six months before it actually launched, like they 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 talked about it in May of 27, 2017? Right? It came out in 2018? Yeah, it came out in 2018. So it came out, let's say they, they showed it in in May of 2018. It launched. Okay, so it had six months. Then it's been out for a year and a half. So it's been out for two years, technically. They've been working out for two years. Now it relaunches. And now it's an actual game. That's my that's my point. That's what we always talked about. It takes two to three years to make a fucking video game. These guys made it in six months. Threw it out there. We paid. There's people paying $13 a month to play a single-player version of the game that they wanted to... And, and then the story is actually in the game now, two years later. Right? That That's what pisses me off if it comes out. Now, I hope it's good. But at the same time, if it does come out and it's good, I'm going to be like, well, this is exactly... This is the original launch date. We've been playing an alpha the entire time. Right? 
it's not it's not a DLC if the game's not complete without it. Right? Making a half-assed game and then releasing a part of the game that was supposed to be in there and calling it a DLC, it's not a DLC. Right. Well, that's why they're giving part it to, of the game. That's why they're giving it away as free though. Well, right. nothing's free. You're paying $18 a month or whatever you're paying. Well, well, well no, you're not paying $18 a month if you're if you're if you're playing this, the Listen, man. They know they knew exactly who are, they got. Are you talking about yet. Game Pass or something? Well, I don't know what you're no, talking no, about. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Fallout, the Fallout first. Oh, they got they yeah. got who they wanted in the game. You yeah, but I'm not game. paying. I'm not paying. I I, I paid. No, no. But we're, we're not talking in terms of personal. We're talking it in terms of. Oh yeah, yeah. You're population. talking about the population of the, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you. Yes. I'm, hey, I'm saying they're giving this out for free, right? And they know they're they're, not, gi- they're, they're giving... not giving it out for free. You you you, you paid for it. No, so I understand that. But what I'm saying is they can't charge for this. If they charge this, people would be like, get the fuck out of here. This is the actual game that you launched. We already paid $60 a year and a half ago and waited a year and a half for it to, to come out. <laughs> That's what I mean. If if the game released broken and it was a $25 game, and then you release the other part of the game that makes it $60, and you've already paid $60, then really all that's happening is they they, they gave you the part of the game that they left out in the beginning. Right? That, that's <laughs> Right, you know buddy. Right, we we're not talking about Destiny Two. We're talking no, about buddy, Fallout. This is, this oh, I know it's, Fallout. It, it, it's it gets it gets all completely it, different things. It gets all confused because all games are half-assed games that are not finished and they That's charge you for different. DLC. It's a completely different thing. It's yep. not the same. <laughs> it's, it's all the same. It's all, games games are half-assed. All right, we were going to talk about the PlayStation Five controller. Yeah, Can, we got to talk about it. Come on. All right, we can talk about it. Yeah, I'll bring it up on the on the screen. Okay, here's their. We really don't need to talk about. It. It's more of a here. No, no. This, this, the picture of this controller. Yeah, it says a lot. Says, says an entire. We could do. A, yeah. We could do half a show. Yeah. Just well, that's what I'm bringing up. Picture. I don't really care what the controller does. It's a controller. It's got buttons. It's got analog sticks. It's got touch yeah. sensitive stuff. Fantastic. Does it look like the buttons are not are not elevated? Does it look like the buttons are are like the same level as the controller? Like you're not going to be able to feel the button. It looks like the buttons. I'll tell you what. Are, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at the controller. It doesn't look like the buttons are sticking out that much. Hold on. I'm looking at my not, con- not the triggers. No, I'm no, I got. The- I'm looking at a real controller right now at the same angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looks like they might it be looks almost like, flush. It looks like it's almost, almost flush. flush. Yeah, it almost looks like now, they're if flush. It, if it's almost flush, that that kind of takes away from it because you have to be able to. Your thumb has to be able to know when yeah. you reach you up. To, it's got to have tactileness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know yet from this angle. And once again, to me, this is a half-ass advertisement of a controller because if they really wanted us to know about the controller, they would talk about the fucking controller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anytime, anytime anybody wants you to know about the actual product that's coming out, they give you the fucking item and you touch it, look at it. They have a discussion about it. They talk about what it does, what it relates to the system. Instead, this is PlayStation's attempt of keeping you busy until they try to figure out what smoke the and mirrors fuck they're doing. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? Like, listen, I'm not sure where anybody's money is. I'm sure you the 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 proper people in the in the community have money put away for this system. I have money where you put it away for a system. I know how to save for a system, right? All right. It's it's like ten bucks a week, okay, for me. I don't care. But those those do definitely look flush. They look like they're flush. They're flush. So what I'm saying is when you have your thumb on the analog and you reach up to touch a button, the button being the button sticking out, it might be clear. It might be a clear coating on the top. Here. Right? No. I, it looks like if you look real close, it looks right. like there's an indention. Right. Like a bevel. 
going into the button. Right. So what I'm saying is when you reach up to press a button... It could be Photoshopped on, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, Am I going to be excited about a still shot of a controller, Here. about a system that's not coming out this year? Am I going to be excited about this? Well, it could come out this year. Right. Bro, let's put the money in the pot. Oh, right no, I, I already said it. it let's it, put they, the money, they, they let's could, put the money in the pot right now. They said they could be delayed. If The rumors already started that the PlayStation is overheating based on the statistical data that they have right now of what the system is supposed to do. They're having trouble keeping the machine cool. That's the rumors already. That's the rumors already. <clears throat> it's not a good rumor to have. No, it's not a good rumor. And I distinctly remember the overheating problem happening for, was it the PlayStation 2? They had the same issue. They had problems keeping no. the system cool. PlayStation 3. Was it 3? Yeah. I thought it was 2. No, 2 was fine. 2 was probably one of the best consoles ever created. Yeah, after after they the first run happened, they fixed it up. I'm pretty sure it was 2. I remember 2 overheating as well. I don't did, did they two. all do three, three, they all did Gator? Three, 3, I know, definitely overheated. It sounded like listen, a fucking jet taking off. I listen. I, I understand that people need to stay relevant. You need to keep your products relevant, your company relevant, and so they do stuff like this. But until you actually talk about the controller, show me the controller, show me what the dual sense actually means. Am I gonna have sex with it? Is it gonna feel good in my hand? Is it gonna? Well, let's talk about it, that. Does it? Does it? What does dual sense mean? Did they even talk about what it means? Yeah, they talk about it a little right. bit in the in the touchpad and the way the um, the feedback the. The, like feedback means, yeah. I, what they're it's, what it's, they're saying is what they're saying is the trigger's got a spring in it. So when I play a game with a bow, there's resistance in the trigger, so it makes me feel like I'm pulling back a bow. Now I'm not sure about you, but that's not really like an entire selling point for me. If the trigger's got a spring in it, now if the trigger's got a spring in it, does the spring know when to tighten? Depending on what thing I'm playing, I, if I'm if I'm if I'm pulling back a bow or if I'm pulling a trigger of an M16, does the tension change because of the gun I'm using or the item I'm using? Right. With then the, with maybe the I guess I'll raise an eyebrow. I'll do like the rock thing. I'll raise one Here, eyebrow. Here's the thing. They talk like, about the, what does that actually mean? The like, microphone right now on the controller. Soapy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's early yet. Of course, it's early yet. But is it early, Soapy? The consoles no, due out in November. It's, right, it's not actually so early. So when do you start talking about a controller and start manufacturing a controller the way it's supposed to be if we're coming out he, in November? He, here's the thing, right? If the rumors are true and the, and the thing is overheating and they say they might go forward with it anyway and then fix it later. That's the American way. We just, we just, we just talked about Fallout 76. It's out a year and a half before the actual game comes out, right? And they'll fix it when they go. So... Seven months is not a very long time, though, Tweak, right? So what I'm saying to you is there's a couple things when I read the article. They talk about the microphone. The microphone on here, I have to say, is pretty shitty. Like, the actual microphone on here, I played against other people, and I was playing it, and it just sounds like a gargled fucking mess, right? But do you want to hear about no. all the background no. stuff that people have in their house? No, I don't. Do you remember the nightmares we had um, for Xbox 360? Right. All that crap in the background? People are... There's a dog barking, it, someone's yelling, like, pick out the trash. Yeah. Like, you want to hear all that shit because yeah. the microphone's on the goddamn controller? Are yeah. you serious? Now, I did play, when I did play MLB The Show, there's a speaker built in here as well. And then, while you're playing franchise mode, it has your, like, coach, or, like, if you're in the outfield and you're running for a ball, 
you'll hear like the center fielder go, I got it, I got it, I got it. And it, it calls it. And it's weird because you're wearing headphones and it's not coming from the headphones. It's coming from the actual controller itself. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I'm like, all right, cool. It's a different aspect of stuff. It's bullshit though. It's like the connect doing this to change channels and shit, right? It doesn't need to be in the controller. The actual speaker system, if I'm doing wireless and this is my microphone, am I playing like this? Hey guys, guy on the left, on the left. Or am I holding it down here by my chest or my stomach? And otherwise it's picking up everything. Like if I have to talk here for you to hear me on this microphone, this is good quality microphone. This is a piece of shit microphone regardless because it's in a controller. Okay, that's my biggest pet peeve with them adding stuff like that, which they've already had in this controller. And I'm sure the technology is much better. I'm sure it sounds like a drive-thru at Wendy's now instead of a drive-thru at KFC. It's the most amazing technology ever. Yeah. You put a microphone in a controller. It's never can, been done yeah, before. Bunny, remember when someone was on the Kinect and they're using the camera and the microphone on the fucking Kinect? They're like, hey, can you, can you hear me? Hey, hey, can you hear me over here? Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, buddy, how about you get off your your couch and stand up and put pants on because I can see you in the in the fucking camera. And then two, get a fucking microphone because the microphone, everything between you and the Kinect camera, I can hear everything. The garbage truck, your next door neighbor, right. the air the conditioning. Shots fired, <laughs> the shots fired, everything. the dog barking. The fucking train that just went by your window. I can hear everything, everything. So this is just a stupid... The fan, the fan blowing into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> who wants, who wants to hear yeah. all that yeah. shit? Exactly. Right. So they need to get rid of that. As far as the rendering goes, let's talk about the white and black. Everyone's freaking out right now, Sarge. They're like, "Does well, this because, mean the PlayStation is going to be white?" That's because the, that's because most people are racist and they like black controllers. Yeah, but they don't like because. Because yeah. they say that they, because it, here's the here's the here's the best thing I've ever heard though. Somebody actually said and, and people are agreeing with them. That a white controller gets dirty really fast. Now my question to you is, what the fuck are you doing? This fucking thing is pristine. Your, what are you What are you doing with your hands? Yeah, why don't you wash them? You're playing a game. You fucking that wash White controller is getting dirty. Like, what are you doing that a white controller turns you off? Okay. They're eating it's Cheetos. They're eating Cheetos, and then they, they, they rub them on the on yeah, the on the right, thing. Right? Are you? Is it, is it the Cheeto house? <laughs> like everyone's eating Cheetos and then playing the game. Can you imagine how orange the controller would be? <laughs> then, like, you know I what, then PlayStation, then PlayStation can just sell the Cheeto controller. Yeah. And that way you won't have to worry about your white hand, your Cheeto hands getting Cheeto dust on it. You yeah. just be a Cheeto colored yeah. controller. Well, it's just funny to me. Do you think the PlayStation itself is going to have the same scheme where it's going to have the white and black? I don't know, bro. I'm looking at this color scheme. I'm looking at the bidet. I'm looking at the, the like, PlayStation bidet. So, so am I. That's the what I see. The PlayStation bidet. I'm looking at it. Yes. I can see it right there, because the controller looks more like a boomerang now. Yeah. It's got. It looks longer, like the Xbox controller. Longer handles because they want it to fit better in your hand. But if you look at the way it's situated, because of the analogs, put your hand. It's the like same. That. It's the same. Is this? Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. But put your hand like it's, that. It's, it's. It looks a bit longer. It looks there, thicker. There, it looks thicker when you go when you hold it. I'm hoping because yeah. when you hold a controller like that, you need to have that meatiness. That's Don't why get out of context, people. You need to have that. That's why Xbox has hand the best controller for it to become comfortable in your hands. So you don't feel like you're holding it like this. Yeah. As opposed to comfortably yeah. holding a controller. Xbox. That's why Xbox has won awards for their controller. It's it's a good controller. I feel like they've made their controller as bulky or whatever. Aero, as ergonomically, er, er, ergonomically, I think is the word. Er, it's not aero, so, It's not aeronomically. It's aero. Arrogant. Oh my god. 
Ergonomics. Thank you, Tweet. I'm tongue twisting <laughs> myself. Thank you. So there is there is um, rumors that the PlayStation Five will also be a tower like um, like the Xbox. Do you think this is the same thing because of of practicality and the design? Right. Here, listen, listen. We're we're going to talk about we're, we're going to talk just on common sense right now. We're not going to talk about techie stuff. Ready? There has to be more than one factory that's making PlayStations. Okay, we know it's more than one factory. It's not just one factory like the olden days. that's making a car, right? There's multiple factories pumping out PlayStations. Otherwise, you're not going to have enough to sell by Christmas. You need at least eight months out. You need at least eight months out to manufacture stuff so there's a supply enough to supply what you're doing, okay? To, to sell the product when you want to sell it. If you're telling me right now, <clears throat> in, in, in April, if you're telling me right now they don't know what the system looks like and they don't know the finality of the controller, then I'm telling you right now it's not coming out by November. Well, the controller, that's the controller. That's the, that's the final design of the controller. Is it? Yep. That's, is it? Yep, that's what they tweeted. That's their that's okay. their their controller. Otherwise, okay, so they wouldn't they wouldn't what show I'm it. What I'm trying to tell you is, if they don't know what it looks like, it's not going to be out by November. And if they do know because they're already manufacturing it, then why not fucking tell us what it is and show us the goddamn thing? Because they have nothing else. The, the the whole thing is what it looks like. That's the make or break it for right now. Well, right? so we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait till E three time June and say here's what it looks like. We think, we think we know what it looks like. We don't know yet. Here, this is what this is what I'm talking about. Here's a couple of uh, this is what they're saying that that this is a mock-up. Obviously, this is a mock-up, but this is what they're saying that the actual PlayStation could look like, right? So it it, it would be like a um, you can see that it's like angled up a little bit. It looks like it's so it, it's like tapered. So it's oh, almost God. like a like a wedge. It's not symmetrical. I call bullshit. I mean, I don't know. This is just again. This is just a concept. Listen, this is a concept. Listen, I I like I like when people throw up fake pictures of real things and make it make it real. I like that. Yeah. You know what scares me the worst? Deep fakes. Oh yeah, that's 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 all. Right? If if nobody here is scared of deep fakes, you should be. You should be very scared of deep fakes. Well, they've been around for years. So. Yeah, but they're getting better now to where you sometimes you can't tell. <clears throat> So yeah, I, I I think the I like the white, right? I mean, my Xbox is white. I have a black Xbox and a white Xbox. I'm a multicultural house. Um, I'm okay if the PlayStation's white. I, I like the blue the blue uh, outline that they have going in the controller. I think that looks yes, really is cool. It, but does it light up? Yeah, it does. It lights up now on the on the on the controller that is now that with that blue the blue. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about the controller. I'm talking about the system itself. Does it probably does. I would say it does. That's why they're going to charge five hundred dollars for it, for the LED light. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I think I do think it's going to have a black white, like just like the controller. I think it's going to. I hope it's not the fucking toilet seat cover, the bidet, right? And look, I hope it's not the design. The I new, hope it's the new, the new PlayStation bidet. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't look like the dev kits because that is the dev. That is the dev build of the actual. Maybe they made it look like that so the controller just has some place to sit. <laughs> they just you know, no one like no one liked putting the controller on top of the system. It looked bad, so they made this little divot into the machine so there's a place to put the controller. Maybe I hope not. God, that's awful. Yeah. So that's it. That's the stories that we have uh, for Generation X Gaming. Episode two eleven in the can. You can listen to our podcast each and every single week here on Thursdays at eight p.m. Eastern. 
You can listen to past broadcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. You can also listen to our daily podcasts, or it's my daily podcast. It's GXG Micro Episodes, which is every day, every single day on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and any other of the hundred other platforms that you listen to a podcast daily. GXG, anywhere from like five minutes to 15 minutes long. Uh, you can check that out um, in the podcast. Let me put that podcast in the chat for you guys. Uh, if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, as little as 99 cents, you can do so over on that link right there at anchor.fm. Past broadcasts, I barely ever put them up on YouTube because the audio versions do much, much better. And I only get like 30 people to listen to it on, on YouTube, so I'm not really uh, in, in, in excitement to put them on YouTube. So the audio versions get listened to hundreds and thousands of times. So I, I like that a lot better. So if you like to listen to it live and you'll see us live, come here on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey. You can follow me at 30 and Still Gaming, both on Twitter. You can follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore Gaming. And if you are listening to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, please share, like, and subscribe. Hit the comments below. Come over to our Discord channel off of those podcasts and be a part of the conversation. I do appreciate you guys very much. If you'd like to leave any kind of news stories, you can go to our Discord channel to submit news stories. And if you would like to be part of the podcast in any way, shape, or form, you can leave me voicemail messages Okay, on the audio versions. We can play them on this show or we can play them on the GXG micro episodes. So if you guys like to uh, be a part of the podcast, please hit us up with a, vo with a voicemail message. We can answer your questions right here live on the show. I uh, appreciate you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And see you guys in the next one. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.